Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. I'm Lee Gerstman, and I was banned from this podcast, and I'm not too happy about it. So, fuck these guys. Go to hell. So, here they are. Dr. Fuck and Wadzilla. Enjoy. I know I will, even if they did ban me. Fucking assholes. Schmackamagav, it's me, Dr. Fuck, and with me is... Oh, yeah! The Ayatollah Alcoholic and Wobbly. Yeah! And we're going to review what Ian considers a masterpiece. That's true. That's true. It is. I consider it a masterpiece of shit. Oh, I feel sorry for it. I know. Deepest condolences. As I said, people that don't get music, they're, they're missing out. So I'm missing out on Chain's Addiction. I'm not happy. I, like, I would like to like stuff. The more music that I like, the better. But unfortunately, I don't like it. Boo. Boo. But anyway, um, but you know, I, I, dude, I swear, I even went and gave a guy a blowjob. Didn't work. I thought Taste the Cock would make me like it more. No. Yeah, but at least you could buy lunch, you know. No, I did it for free. I oh. did it for I did it for the love of the podcast, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right. I suck cack for the podcast. <laughs> so, any fans listening to Miami Dade area, stop by Rouse House. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because we gotta do tool soon. <laughs> yeah, suck a oh, big, shit. big veiny cock. For that shit, one. we gotta. We got a Weezer episode coming up. <laughs> well, Weezer, I don't know nothing about Weezer except that one song, Buddy Holly, which I love. So, hey, oh, okay. there's good. hope there. Hey, it's, it's that album. So, hey, there you go. You oh, there you go. Yeah, I love, I love that. I love, uh, how, I love how that song starts. What's that? What, what does it go? That homie dissing my girl or something like that? Why is this homie dissing my girl? <laughs> That's it rules. Because it's such a happy little tune. It's like, you don't expect those lyrics. To me, that's genius. <laughs> Why is this homie dissing my girl? <laughs> and the video is gone. I love the little cheesy har- uh, hammer-on. Yeah, and the little cheesy har- uh, hammer-on he does after that. Song rules. So, yeah. There awesome. And awesome. contrary to somebody on our podcast page, I don't know how they got the impression I hated grunge. Have I ever said that? I've never said it. I, I praise grunge for killing the hair scene, you know? Yeah. I, I have no problem with grunge. Yeah, you know, Pearl Jam's kind of boring after the, the first album. I like some songs off the first album. But I love Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, and Nevermind by Nirvana. I love those albums. You know, Alice in Chains is godly. But I don't know. People get this impression on me. And, you know, a lot of people I've noticed are like, Ha-ha, Ralph's going to have to listen to James. Man, people really do love my mystery. <laughs> well, well, he, here, here's the thing, though, man. You really came off like a whiny bitch the last couple days. I couldn't believe it. Like, I've never seen you. What, about like, James' addiction? Oh, my God. Oh, no, you I, have... was making, I was making fun of it. I wasn't coming off like a whiny bitch. You you had like six or seven, but like, like you reacted more to this than you did the damn Cure episode. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, you really, if, you, like... if you recall the Cure episode, I listened to it that day. 
before we recorded it. Remember that? Remember yeah, I, even, I even missed the song? <laughs> I even missed the song. You, you didn't even have enough time to get mad about it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I, I dude, honestly, I'm not. I, I, I don't know, dude. The difference between the Cure and Jane's Addiction, I guess it makes Jane's Addiction look good, is that it didn't really upset me listening to it. I thought it's, I think it's horrible, but I wasn't yeah. getting like pissed. I don't know. I guess I turned a new leaf. Maybe I don't know. We'll we'll see with that Tool album. But I wasn't really yeah. upset. I'm kind of looking forward to doing this shit. All Hell, right, man. Good. I guess maybe it's those Poison albums made me like you know. <laughs> maybe, oh come on, those, those were a joy to review. Maybe maybe it was the drugs, but that was a joy to review. <laughs> you mean the LSD? Yes, that. Yeah. <laughs> um. I, it, it's been a while. I'm ready to do Flesh and Blood, goddammit. Be, be, before the stadium tour. <laughs> oh, we'll get into that in a second. Yeah, but uh, well, first and foremost, unfortunately, there's no iTunes reviews. Man, you motherfuckers are slipping. I, I, <laughs> see, some ra- I see some ratings, you know, but uh, like you'll give us a rating but not a review. Come on, type a little bit. That shit does help because I've actually gone on shit and saw, like, you know... We're in the top 200 in the U.S. for podcasts hosted by us, uh, you know. But in other countries, we're doing much better. Like we're in top five in Canada, you know, for for rock metal podcasts. That's pretty cool. What a progressive top, country. Top five, huh? For the the week I checked, there's this thing you can check now to see how your stuff as a podcast. And uh, you know, we do very good. Uh, surprisingly, in Europe. And, and the rest of the world. But in, in the U.S., because, you know, U.S. is looking at, at your iTunes numbers and stuff and your reviews and shit like that. So let's see some more iTunes reviews. Fuck, great. You know, uh, come on, uh, bots. Isn't that how we won the Podcast Kings thing, you know, with bots? Come on, those same five people who were bots, uh, give us five new reviews. Oh, you, you, mean, you mean the bots that that guy brought up that said I, was, I ran away from him at the Rockin' Pod? And that he's gonna confront me at Rock and Pod three, and he was nowhere to be found. You mean that? that yeah, that. Yeah, that pickle whistler. Zach, whatever. All right. Well, since we don't have no iTunes, I do have some good news though, and this is something I can't go into a great deal of detail about because I have to wait to uh, you know the king announces Chris yeah. Zach. You have to wait but, for the, the medical test to come in. Yeah. But, uh, oh my God, what I'm hearing already about Rock and Pod 4. And <clears throat> within a couple weeks, uh, already the specials are going to be up for hotel rooms. The shit's so big this year, it's going to be a three-day event. It's going to be amazing, and I can't wait to talk more about it. I can't now. But what I'm going to say right now is start saving up. Start uh planning your vacation for August. I think it's like the second weekend in August. Uh, dates will be coming out soon, but keep that in mind, you know, for, you know, you working people, you know, the listeners that do have a job. Uh, you know, plan your vacation around that because this is going to be like, wow, you think the first three were amazing? This one is going to top it huge. Uh, I mean, it, and I'll be very impressed if it top three. Three was, oh, I mean, one and two were awesome, but three was amazing. Oh, yeah, but but trust me, th- this one will top it. So I'm, I'm telling everybody right now, make a plan to be in Nashville early. Uh, when I can spill more beans, I'm gonna. But, you know, especially for fans of this show. And 
you know, every year, you know, we got the most people traveling to come see us. You know, and I've other pi. I was, I just did an episode that's going to air in the future on uh, Cobras and Fires, and Baco was like, man, I couldn't believe how many people guys, you know, how many people came just to see you guys. That's like, well, yeah, it's because we're the best fucking podcast. <laughs> you know, kind of makes sense. But I, I want to see even more people this year. I want to see repeat people come back because uh, I want one... Scott Stein there. God damn it! Oh, oh, Scott Stein ain't gonna miss this one. Scott Stein only missed last year. That was a freak accident at the zero. From that, you know, MVP would have been there, and you know he's gonna claim his MVP status. You know, he's gonna get that shit back. He's Scott Stein for Christ's sake. I, no, I'm sorry, he still has the MVP status. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, there that last year does not does not. What's wrong with you, Ian? Why are you dethroning the poor guy? I was raised Catholic, you know. You you use shame to make sure people make it next year. So next year, if his if his car breaks down to zero hour, he's like, "Fuck it, I'm taking a flight." You know, that's what you do. I got that's a question you for you. I, I put I put asses in the seats. God damn it. I want to know. I hope Scott Stein's listening. If you're listening, give me a call. Uh, I got well, a question. What do, mean, what do you mean? What do you mean? You hope he's listening? You know he's listening. He's the MVP. You just you just dethroned him by saying. What do you mean? You hope he's listening. Man, of he's listening. man, you make a good point. I'm ashamed. I'm sorry, Scott. Okay, bye. I didn't, I didn't mean that. Ian's right. Um, but I still got a question for him. Hey, Scott, have you seen my wig? He feels naked without it. You better find it. All right. Well, fuck it. Let's uh, let's get into the news. We'll do what we do here. I love when we uh, do the news. latest news. I do too. I do too. And the listeners love the news. Yeah. Uh, so right now, uh, Metallica and Guns N' Roses are among the world's top earned musicians of 2019 and right now the, the the biggest story going is all about the stadium tour of uh motley who uh death leopard po- poison and joan jet now by the way oh wait 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 i'm sorry to cut you out for you uh, there's something else i want to talk about the rock and pod um this year the donations for for episodes are absolutely free you don't have to pay just tell us what you want and we'll review it for you. Did you like my Mick Mars impression? <laughs> you had me there for a second. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, you want to raise money? Uh, yeah, no, that, no, that's funny. We're gonna charge your ass. <laughs> and Ralph says we're gonna charge double for Jane's addiction. Yeah, yeah, but uh, we're going with Def Leppard and Poison. But what I was getting at with the story is, okay, here are two veteran acts uh, well Metallica and Guns N' Roses you know were among the top earning musicians for 2019 and it's kind of nostalgia act I mean you know Metallica at least is putting out new music uh, but still living off their past glories Guns N' Roses is officially a nostalgia act because you know of course they can't put out a new album that's worth a shit without Izzy Stradlin so what what are your predictions for this stadium tour do you, you think this is going to actually do well because you know at first you know i heard stadium tour and then i saw where they were playing and i was like i've never even heard of these places uh but you know in this day and age you know venues change name every year it's the you know the 
First National Bank Center this year, and it changes. But like uh, Chris Sinsack was telling me, it's an actual stadium, you know, in Nashville where they're playing. Oh, they're, so here, they're, they're opening. They're opening a tour at the. It used to be called the Marlin Stadium. Now it's called the Pickle Whistler Stadium. Um, and, well, and that place is humongous. Well, is it actually like okay where, where you're at? Isn't it called the Hard Rock Stadium now? Is it? Because that's what I saw in the thing. So in my mind, I'm thinking of where we saw Judas Priest. I'm like, well, that's no. not a good sign. No, no, uh, no, no. That stadium is next to my house. It's like a five minute drive. So is that where like the Marlins play? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that yeah, that's a big venue. Uh, that's where I saw Guns N' Roses. Okay, so do you think that this tour is going to generate that kind of business? I was dead wrong with Chief, with um, with Kiss. Right. So this, this is my prediction. I think as far as attendance, it's going to do well. But, no, and, and we still don't have, and notice they're holding back on the prices because you know they're going to be insane. You know, people out there are ready to bash this so bad that they're putting up the prices that StubHub is putting up that you know is always exaggerated prices. Right. But I know it's going to be very expensive. You know, even Def Leppard put up a VIP packages without giving a price. And as I understand by somebody that wrote on Facebook, Poison, you have to buy some of their merchandise to get a ticket early. I shit you not. Wow. Well, that's according to some guy on Facebook said that. I don't know how true that is. Oh. Yeah, you have to go to poison.com and buy a shirt or something, and that'll give you access to early sales. But anyway, um, yeah, that's what I think. I think the attendance will be good. I don't predict any sellouts. That I don't predict. But there's going to be group Groupons. There's going to be, um, uh, you know, a lot of giveaways on the radio. A lot of giveaways everywhere. Like, you know... People that work for the promoter will be giving, getting their whole family and friends there for free. You know, that's how KISS did it, dude. My friend went to go see KISS and paid, I don't know, like 20 bucks. And he got like decent side seats near the floor, near the stage, you know, day of show, you know, and uh, shit like that. And I'm talking about at the window, not some fucking scalper, you know, right. they give away tickets. And this one, let me tell you, man, they're, they're going to be giving shit away. Now, remember... Last year, uh, Def Leppard did a stadium tour with Journey. But it was only, a, I don't know, a couple stadiums. This one is more stadiums than last year. But you know what? It's, it's, it's not that many. You know? I, I thought, you know, it's not really like a full tour. What is it, like 20, 20 shows or something? I, I believe it's, it's 22 dates, you know? And if you're not on the, uh, the Rock and Metal Combat Facebook page, you, you missed my awesome joke, uh, where I predicted halfway through the tour that uh, they're going to be playing to sharks, and half the ticket sales are going to be swim-up tickets. Why? Well, uh, that's a good one. <laughs> I, I missed that one. Did I? I don't know. Uh, no, you liked the post, actually. Okay. Right. You must have been flying high on Percocets, which don't get you high. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I, I, I don't know, but you, you never know. I could be wrong. Never underestimate the stupidity of white people. Uh, who are going to buy these tickets. Uh, you know, because there's so many people that are bitching that Motley Crue is back, you know, after they said they were going to do a farewell tour. But, you know, like I said, you know, you know, with everything that's wrong in the world this day, why do you give a fuck about Motley Crue? I mean, look at how many bands 
You know, you know, l l the Who did a farewell tour in 1982 for Christ's sake. You know, it's the contract thing that bugs me. Oh well, yeah, and and it's it's just because you know they're a shitty band. <laughs> they're, and, they're... and you know, Johnny Vogan, I bet him when it was a rumor that it wasn't going to happen, and he lost. He would have, you know, I bet him a hundred bucks. I go, Motley Crue, it's a rumor. Dude, they are not getting back together because of that contract. I know it. Then when it did, it just like really floored me how they they have actually have the fucking, you know, gall to actually come back. You know, what's it been, five years? I think I, Tommy Tommy Lee was away from the band that long, wasn't he? Yeah, I, I think, I think it, they said it's like four years and change since the last show. I think it was like in 2015. That uh, their supposed last show was at the Staples Center in L.A. But, uh, you know, what I find, <laughs> you know, really insulting is the stories like what Nikki Six is putting out is like, we missed each other. <laughs> yeah. We missed being a band. You know, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Well, they there, you, there you go, Ian. See your reaction? That's no different than mine when they got back together. It's like, we know... I don't think there's anybody more full of shit than Nikki Six. so it shouldn't come as a surprise for him to say that. But it does come as a surprise they got back. At least for me, I really did believe it. Well, I really did believe they were never going to come back. Because I figured, Nick Mars can't tour no more, you know? Yeah, I was this, just going to say... This is an embarrassment, you know? My biggest surprise is that Mick Mars is still alive, actually. That surprises me more than get back together. And, uh, you know, but it's just like, what a shit show it's going to be. Because it's going to be uh, a greatest hits tour from every lineup. You know, this is not going to be, none of them are going to do a deep cut show. It's going to be strictly, you know, greatest hit shit. But, like, we've said, you know, many times on this show before, like the Kiss Tour. It's not so much the diehards, it's the, the, the nouveau says, you know, that, that yeah, like, yeah. oh, I never saw this band, I'm going to go see them. And they're going to be happy, because what they're going to play is all the shit they already know from the fucking radio. You know, it's going to be a bunch of fucking, it's going to be a few diehards, but a very small percentage. But it's going to be people that just know them from terrestrial radio. You know, uh, you know, fucking Death Leopard's not going to go deep in their set list. You know, Poison couldn't go deep if they fucking tried. Uh, you know, Motley Crue's going to do a... It, it would be awesome if Motley Crue would throw out, like, first band on the moon <laughs> for the deep track. Oh, oh Brandon, my God. Brandon, yeah. Girls Equal Trouble, throw those yeah, in yeah. the set list. Fake wow. would be great, you know. <laughs> oh, fake uh, is a song, though. <laughs> you don't like fake? I love that. No, I, no, I actually like that song. Yeah, no, I'm saying like some deep shitty tracks. Shit, I, I, I actually like fucking New Tattoo better than uh, a lot of the other albums. I like it better than Generation Swine or fucking Saints of Los Angeles. So do I, actually. But I, to me, man... <laughs> but that's not saying much. <laughs> to me, which is weird, my favorite songs off that uh, New Tattoo is uh, Fake and The Ballads. <laughs> I like The Ballads. Yeah. More than more than the actual rockin' songs, like treat me like a dog I am and shit like that. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. I I actually don't mind treating me like a dog. <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember we talked about that. Uh, we, we check we... out that episode, the top twenty, whatever. Oh, but it's one of our our biggest episodes. I had hope, you know, with that because I saw the tour with Randy Castillo, whatever that was called. 
Yeah, that and was the new tattoo tour. No, no, no. Uh, the chick played the new tattoo tour. The girl from well, Hulk. Well, 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 didn't he play some dates and then Samantha Mahoney played the rest? I thought I, I thought Randy I, I, played I, some. I'm not sure. I know when I saw it, I did see it. It right. was with all that chick. But uh, the Randy Castillo one was with the Scorpions, where the Scorpions devoured them badly. But I, I remember Nikki Six, and, and that was with James Kotek. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was, and some bass player that was there just for that show, I think, because <laughs> yeah. I never saw him again or before. But anyway, what what kind of world do we live in where Herman Z. German has less hate in his heart than fucking James Kotek? <laughs> Yeah, I, I I saw I saw a post today. Uh, Chris Sinzak put up. Uh, one of the listeners of Decibel Geek was in the Nashville airport, and there by baggage claim. Did you see this post? Yeah, with uh, yeah. Robert Plant and Peter Frantum and Tony Alvey. Yeah, and uh, you know they're like captioning this, and I said, you know, and and, and Robert Plant and Tony Iommi are looking at a phone while while Peter Frampton stands there, and I said. Oh, they're looking at Blabbermouth to see what James Kotek says next. And, <laughs> and, and to see who was the guest on Talk To Me this week. <laughs> but uh, but, but let, me, let me finish the story of okay. uh, Motley Crue. Right. Uh, this is why I had so much hope for New Tattoo, because Nikki Six got on the microphone and he said, our next album is going to be the most heaviest. You know, and I'm here like like the the contract, believing it because number one, fucking uh, you know, Generation Swine was the biggest flop. Number okay. two, they don't have like the the guy that hates hard rock in the band anymore. So I figured, all right, this next album's gonna be heavy and great. You know, the album cover looks like Shadow the Devil. You know, it's black with a circle on it. Yeah. You know, and uh, I, and I brought it home. I listened to it. I was like, damn it, man, really. But, I mean, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I, dude, I like New Tattoo more than fucking a lot of their albums. Yeah. But I, and, I, and I, at I still least think Mc, it's a weak album. Oh, yeah, but at least McMars plays on it. <laughs> Unlike Generation Swine. I like White Pugs on Dope. That was a good oh, cover. Oh, a great cover. Great cover. That was, that, yeah. that's, pro that's probably my favorite song on the album. Yeah. But, uh, it, I mean, it, it's just full of shit, though. But still, you know, between you, you put that between uh, Generation Swine and what I think is even worse is their last album. That's unlistenable. Oh, yeah, Saints of Los Angeles. It's like, but, but you know what's even worse than Saints of Los Angeles is like uh, the song they put on the last two were Sex and those those new songs they put on the Dirt soundtrack. Dude, dude the Dirt soundtrack's even worse than Saints of Los Angeles. Oh, and everybody's God. bitching about, you know, the, dude, everybody bitches about like a virgin and don't get me wrong, that's a complete turd. But man, some of those older songs, it was like, dude, this is even worse than oh, yeah. that shitty cover. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, how can you expect them to like? I mean, I mean how can any rock band, I don't care who you are, make uh, you know, like a virgin be, you know, uh, it's not a great song, but it's a Madonna song. Nobody can do that shit, but Madonna, uh, you know. And, and, but at least they can they can take solace in the fact that they didn't write it. You know, but the shit they wrote, yeah, like you said, is is a million times worse than that. You know, Rash and Burn, Race with the Devil, something like that. It's like God, these are. I mean, when I first yeah. the first one we heard Ra was the dirt. Race with the fucking devil. What are you driving? A seventy eight Gremlin? 
You fucking lost. <laughs> you know, Jesus Christ. Race with the devil. Well, oh, that's a great movie, God. though, by the way. Remember that shit? <laughs> Peter Fonda and the guy from the A-Team? George, George Papard? George? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't, it wasn't George Papard, was it? I can't remember. I have it on Blu-ray. I love that. Have you seen that movie? No. Dude, you have to see Race with the Devil. Oh, okay. It's about a, de- uh, uh, a devil cult chasing oh. them, and they're in an RV. Oh, okay. And it's well, got that, a very, it's got an ending like uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, like a real dark. Oh, ending. oh, I love that. Okay, yeah. well, that's, that sounds much better than that horrible yeah. Motley Crue song. Oh, my God. Yeah, but that movie is awesome. A lot of adventure, 70s, no, no CGI, and a lot awesome. of, like, you know, motorcycle racing, uh, you know, killings on motorcycles. It's a badass movie. Oh, well, I will look into that. That sounds good, unlike the new Motley Crue songs. I have I have that movie on a Blu-ray that also brings oh man Dirty Harry no uh, Dirty Mary what's that movie with Peter Fonda yeah Dirty Harry Larry and Mo Dirty uh, Mary and Crazy Larry yeah 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 that's yeah. another great one but yeah. Race with the Devil's even better it's all right it's I'll, 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 I will check that out that's awesome oh, yeah. it's about Satan man but um Satan rules. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I predict, um, I you know, number one, I'm telling you this right now. I, I, I don't get it myself. Promoters are going to take a bath. They really are, man, because they're going to lose a lot of money. You know, what is it? Motley's asking for $3 million? And you know what's really, I mean, it looks like it totally. And, and honestly, I don't give a fuck if you're a big Motley Crue fan. Deal with reality. Dude, Def Leppard is a bigger band. They right. sold more. They they feel more. Uh, you know, Def Leppard. Uh, you know, like them or not, they still pack places. You know, uh, they played the BTT Center down here. You know, headlining and the place was mega packed. You know, and uh, Molly Crew. They they were playing where we saw Judas Priest before right. the farewell tour. Right, right. And that was with Poison, Molly Crew and Poison at the hard. You know, where we saw Priest, which is a, like a mid-sized arena. You know, well, um, you know, the, the, the funny thing about this is if it is successful, if it is successful, uh, you know, how Motley Crue did the thing where they blew up the contract, expect Kiss to do another tour where they blow up Tommy Thayer and uh, and they bring back uh, Bob Kulik, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I issued a, uh, I, I even sent them an email. I want to interview that guy. No, no, I, I I saw the video where you called him out and said to come on the show. I thought it was great. Yeah, and then I I, I got I got a hold of his email, no reply. I, I think you may know who I oh, am. Oh, dude, that that shit was funnier than when you said Trouble Walking was better than Asylum. I love that video. No, oh yeah, I did say that. I do <laughs> yeah. think that. I love Asylum though. Hey, I stand by that. See, I'm not one of these pickle whistlers that judges that album by the cover and the and the costume. Yeah, yeah I like. You're the other pickle whistler. Not, I, not that I, one. I like I liked it more than Revenge. I liked it more than Hot in the Shade. I like I liked it more than every album that came after except for um Monster. I like it more than Psycho Circus, and you know how I feel about that one. Oh, oh, oh okay. Wow. Okay, you like Asylum more than Psycho Circus. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Asylum is a great album, man. I mean, aside from those songs I don't like, I man, secretly cruel uh uh, King of the Mountain, uh, Any Way You Slice It, Loves a Deadly Weapon, 
I think those are great tracks, man. Right I on. Dig, I dig that album. I do dig right it. And I, and I digged it always. Go back to our Asylum review, which was probably like one of the first Kiss albums we reviewed. No, yeah. we haven't we haven't done Asylum yet. Yeah, we did. No, we didn't. Oh. Yeah, we haven't done it yet. Somebody pay for that. <laughs> I want to do that one. Coming soon, donations. Well, uh, here's something promising for that tour, though, the Motley Crue tour. As Tommy says, Tommy Lee says the stage theatrics for the uh, stadium tour are going to be something incredible. And what I hope it is, I I, I hope a cowbell comes out and beats the shit out of Tommy Lee. Like he beat (laughs) Pamela Anderson. That would be hot. I hope the person holding that cowbell is Christopher Walken. I hope a cowbell comes over on a roller coaster and hits him right upside the fucking head. That would be that would be fucking awesome. I'd rather just see Brandon go up there and beat the shit out of him. See that shit that, live. That would be hot. Fuck, fuck the drum solo. I want to see a no-holds-barred ladder match with Brandon. I want to see Brandon hit his dad over the head with a piano <laughs> before, before he attempts to sing a song about Brandon. Oh, oh, my God. And we have to be the special guest referees. And, and it, it doesn't yeah. ma- it doesn't matter what happens like 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 if Tommy Lee pins him we'll look the other way yeah exactly we'll be like <laughs> WWF right? we'll be like those fucking referees yeah because they're the WWF of fucking Hard Rock fake <laughs> oh oh that'll be awesome that'll be awesome but and, uh, you know, and all the bad talking Nikki has done about Poison through the years oh yeah man he really like. We should never be aligned with poison. Yeah. Now it's like shit. I need to heat my jacuzzi. Yeah. Oh, you know what a sellout bitch he is. You know, but you know what? You know, as much as we laugh on this shit and we goof about it, those motherfuckers are laughing all the way to the bank. Cause oh, I said, th- yeah, I said that the other day. Uh, I left a comment because they showed a picture of somebody posted a picture of poison at that recent press conference. And they're all smiling ear to ear. I go, man, I'd be smiling too, getting that boatload of money with no fucking talent. Oh yeah. And uh, and, and and what do you think about? You know, it was like rumored, like, ooh, who's gonna be, you know, the the fourth band? You know, I the... thought it was gonna be Tesla. Uh, you know, Tes- Tesla in a way would have made sense because Tesla has a lot of ties to Death Leopard, and I could see like like Death Leopard really pulling for him. Uh, I. Personally, I think the only thing that stopped it from being Tesla was was perhaps Motley Crue. Uh, really? You know, well, I, yeah, because I mean, it just makes sense. I mean, look at how many tours Tesla did with Death Leopard. Uh, Phil Collins produced their latest album, and thematically with the bands, you know, Tesla would have made a lot more sense. But Hey, man, I fucking love Joan Jett, you know? And I, I think it's funny, you know, Johnny Vogan, who's all about Motley Crue, he's like, oh, fuck her. She's a one-trick pony. I don't like, you know, Joan Jett. I love Joan Jett, and I respect Joan Jett. And I think Joan Jett has the most integrity out of all four of them motherfuckers. She's and I think, great live. Oh, yeah, dude, I've seen Joan Jett live. She's amazing. And I, I think it's sad that, she, that, you know, this legendary woman of rock, you know, who I think she's probably in her like late fifties or early sixties now, has to open up for three fucking clowns. You know, <laughs> I mean, she has to open up for a band who, with a one-armed drummer, for Christ's sake. You know, yeah. 
that's that's fucking pathetic. These motherfuckers should be opening up for Joan Jett, and she should be apologizing for their set. <laughs> you know, right. I, I I've got nothing but respect and love for Joan Jett. I mean, you know, a, a, am I die hard? Do do I own every album? Well, I got I got every album from Mr. X, but you know what I mean? It's just she is a trendsetter. She is. She is the epitome and the heart of true rock and roll. Always has been. Always followed her own path. You know, she she is a true legend, in my opinion. You know, uh, where you've got, like, you know, she's opened up for three fucking poser bands. You know, and, and I, you know, hey, man, I love the first three Death Leopard albums, you know. Uh, I, I love Shout at the Devil. You know, and Poison's funny. <laughs> you know yeah they got great comedy albums <laughs> yeah exactly exactly that, that's like steel panther without a punchline <laughs> no not in the front jump in the back why <laughs> i mean get the fuck out of here man <laughs> they should have called this the first band on the moon tour yeah. <laughs> you know um but but I, I think it, I think it's smart, you know, Joan Jett. I, I think that's great because Joan Jett will appeal to a lot of the soccer moms who are going to buy tickets for this shit. Well, I mean, the, if, so- if the you, soccer if, moms that are that are single, because the soccer moms that are dating guys are married, uh, they're not going to get to see Joan Jett because they're going to be waiting for their boyfriends to get that bandana on correctly to yeah. hide that receding hairline and putting on eyeliner. They take forever. <laughs> Yeah, but enough about Brett Michaels. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, really, that's who this tour is appealing to is chicks. The, 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 this is like like a, a you know. Oh, it's fat, totally uh, yeah, it's totally a girl thing. It's a fat ass white girl tour. I, I I mean, you know, why how Journey is not on this fucking tour amazes me. Yeah. Uh, and, and, hey, I, I love Journey, but I mean, seriously, look at the demographic, and trust me. Once these shows starts, look at the set list. This shit is tailor made for fucking mall hair girls from the eighties. You know, it, 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 it's it's going to be pathetic, and, and I'm not going. And hey, this is from a guy who's seen the crew four times. I saw him twice on the farewell tour. You know why? Because Alice Cooper was fucking opening up. Yeah, I don't think I've missed Motley Crue South Florida date yet, and this one I oh no, that's not true. I didn't go to the Poison one. You know, but uh, you, you know, you never know. I mean, it could do great, it could do bad, and who knows? Maybe, maybe in the grand scheme of things, it could be good for the scene because maybe if it does well, maybe you get good tours from actual good bands from that. No, area. you're wrong. You don't think so? No, no man, because uh, unless they were multi platinum acts, I mean. You well, know, I, I, mean, I mean, you're not you're not going to get another tour on this scale by any means. It's not going to help accept. Let's put it that way, and that's who I care about. Bands like that, I can give a fuck about. You know, these washed up bands. They, they look, I'm they're washed up, man. I mean, you cannot disagree with me. I mean, look, I saw Def Leppard. They were good. I'm not saying they were bad. They were they were. You know, I was not bored. Even those stupid hysteria songs, I, I dealt with it. But the problem with Def Leppard is that they don't play none of their good songs. Right. You know? And right. Uh, But they play the popular songs. They they play what makes white girls happy. And and Joe Elliott uses tape and that helps. Yeah. Well, and, and so does Vince, you know. No, he doesn't. Oh. Dude, you can tell that shit ain't pre recorded. 
<laughs> Come on. You know, that that voice, man, he's out of breath. Uh, all right, all right, but I do have video proof that, uh, you know, Brett Michaels is using an old bandana from the, the Flesh and Blood tour. You know. Wow. Yeah, that, that bandana is piped in. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Brett Michaels had, like, some kind of brain surgery? And they took a picture of him in the hospital and he was wearing his bandana. You remember that shit? Yeah. And he and he had his eyes closed like he was in pain. Like, oh, I'm like, yeah, right. You put on that fucking bandana because you knew there was going to be pictures taken. And, and the funny thing is, there was nothing wrong with his brain. They just read the lyrics to the songs and they're like, oh, shit, we got to find this thing. It's yeah. missing. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, you know, and poor CC Deville. Oh my God! You know, you know, he he has to go on stage again and try to play guitar. You know, I feel sorry for him. You know, they better bring a fucking like like some stairs so that he can get those fucking solos right. I know that that's like bringing out a retarded kid to play rugby. <laughs> you know, it's like God damn, stop making this guy try to play guitar. It's not fair. <laughs> Oh, but, uh, you know what? We have some listeners that are going to go to this. So uh, I, I hope y'all have, I, I hope anybody yeah, goes. And more power has, to them. Yeah. I, you know, that's one thing, you know. I may bitch about it, but, I, you know, you know, Ian, you know, I have a saying. <laughs> I What's may that? hate bands. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. uh. Fuck, I, fuck the fans, but yeah, hey, exactly. better going to see this shit than Kanye West, you know. Fuck it. I love that guy. I know you do. I, I love you. him. He is hysterical. He is hysterical. He's so bizarrely hysterical. And the way he pisses everybody off cracks me up, man. It's like nobody can ignore that dude. And he's he, he is bona fide mental. I mean, <laughs> I, I actually watch some videos of him. I go, dude, this guy is clinically insane. He yeah, is well, just nuts. I, I, I have seen people top him. I mean, he, he's up there. I'll give you that. I'll give you up. But then I, I read this article where uh, Nikki Six said they missed each other. And I was like, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, this, this guy out fucking Kanye. Yeah, Kanye. but at least, at least Kanye ain't lying. He really does <laughs> think he's like God and everything like that. Yeah. Dude, there's a video of Kanye doing Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, my God. It was like a train wreck. And he's up there like, like yeah, I'm better than Freddie. I love that shit. Dude. I, I just crack up how this guy... Just thinks he's like, you know, God's gift to everything. And it just cracks me up. And nothing can defy him. As much as hate as he gets, it just bounces off him. You know, it's like, he's, he's just hysterical to me. I just find him hysterical how he pisses people off so bad. And it's like, like, you know, now, look, when I when I brought up the James Addiction thing, everybody's talking Coldplay, Coldplay. I'm like, you know, the, the name sounds familiar. So I went, I went on YouTube to check out Coldplay. Dude, I saw bunch of videos of Coldplay playing at nighttime to a packed stadium. It's oh, like, yeah. oh, I don't, no. I, I never heard of these guys. I oh, mean, no. too many of our listeners and you are too hip to this popular culture bullshit. Like the chick, yeah. we, we should talk about the chick that, I, I want to, well, are we done with the stadium thing? Because I got to talk about this. Yeah, go ahead. Billy Eyelash. You know that girl, Billie Eilish, that doesn't know who Van Halen is? Right, right. Look, here's my opinion on it. People are getting so upset over this chick not knowing Van Halen. Dude, the chick is 17 years old. 
Right. Right? She was what? Like fucking eight when Different Kind of Truth came out? She right. wasn't even born when Van Halen 3 came out? Van Halen doesn't do any press. They're right. nowhere. They're they're like invisible. Well, well here, here's another thing. If you, if you don't know a backstory on this girl, her parents are in the business. Uh-huh. Okay, so she's like, uh, she's like one of these, uh, you know, child actresses, you know, like that's got the stage mom, where she's she's being pushed and pushed to do whatever. Her brother is a music producer who writes all of her shit, you know, and she's just the like the poster child, you know. She has stage parents. Her her, her brother, you know, does all the music on a computer. And she just goes out there and dances. And I actually, that song, that bad guy song you posted up, I actually don't mind, compared to most modern music that I hear, I was like, hey, this ain't too bad. It's a little different. It's a little, like, it's nothing I would buy. But I was like, hey, it's it's better than this mumble rap shit I hear from fucking everybody, you know, better than Kendrick Lamar and, and all this other, you See, know. I have no idea who that is. Yeah, I, I mean, it's better than all this other shit that, that's, that's touted as, like, you know, groundbreaking now. Uh, again, nothing I would buy. But, yeah, it's like, of course she doesn't know who Van Halen yeah, and, is. And, and people get so upset, and I'm like, you know, you motherfuckers don't even know who she is. You know, so, you know, you're, yeah. you're hypocrites. It's like, I, I never heard of the bitch, ever. Hey, you know? I, I, I had heard of her. I didn't know anything till I saw her on Saturday Night Live, and I saw the first song, and I was like, it wasn't bad. I was like, again, nothing I would buy, but it's like better than most of the bands I see on Saturday Night Live, which are all mumble fucking rap. When I saw that video I put up, that shit was just terrible to me. It yeah. just didn't make no sense. Well, I mean, I, mean I, I get that you don't like it, you know, and like I said, it was but, I would I, but, I would buy, but I thought it was different. You but know, it's no different than modern music to me. I don't get anything modern anymore. Oh, you know? I understand. I, the, the, you. you know, I hear it when I go to, like, department stores. You know, I can't tell you who's who. But, you know, I hear these songs and they all, you know, the, the, the you know, the what do they call the, the little vocal effects and shit like that. Like, like, like yeah. Like no. that new Ozzy song with that, what's that? Oh, Post Post Alone. Alone. Oh, you hear all God. that auto-tuning thing going on. I hear that in all music today. You know, it's like, eh. And man, and, and Post Malone, I saw this briefly. I had to turn it off. It was so disgusting. Um, Ozzy was on from award show with Post Malone. Yeah, like American Music Awards or something. So, oh, my, I don't know if you saw this. Oh, no, I refuse to watch. Dude, I dude, heard that song once, and I was so disgusted. It wasn't the song, dude. Ozzy was doing this hand movement, like, back and forth. It was like, it's so sad, dude. It's like, holy fuck, this guy can't keep balance. He's just such a mess, you know? It's like, I don't know, like, all this shit, you that, know? That, that he would do an album in this day and age and say, you know, fuck you, Zach Wilde, after he goes through the trouble of, of firing, you know, Gus G to bring back Zach. And then you're going to do an album and say, oh, I'm not going to use Zach, I'm going to use Andrew Watt, which, which is really unfortunate because Andrew Watt is the guy who played guitar in California Breed, which was a good album. Right. It was a really good album. Uh, I, I mean, the, the, the guy is no... 
I, I mean, he did good guitar on that, but, you know, to me, he's no, like, elite guitar player. But it was very serviceable and very cool for somebody that young to play some kind of throwback riffs and, you know, good sounding. But, uh, you know, he abandoned that to go work with contemporary artists like Post Malone because I'm the, sure there's much more money in that than there is doing an album with Glenn Hughes, you know, in this day and age. But, uh... You know, God, you hear those new Ozzy songs, like, Ozzy needs a guitar player and Bob Daisley to Ozzy prop him up. to just fucking retire. Oh, yeah. Uh, honestly, oh, yeah. he just, Ozzy just, dude, he's just living off the first two albums. Oh, yeah. You know, well, it, well, he has his entire career. He's lived off Sabbath in those first two albums for fucking, what, 40 fucking years now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's approaching 40. Next year. It'll be 40 years. You know, and it, it just, it, it's sad and it's heartbreaking because, you know, you know, Ozzy's that guy you want to pull for, God damn it. You love it. He is, he is the godfather of fucking metal, you yes. know, but he's also the poster boy for Pussy Whips. I, I, I don't think, I, I don't know of any person in music who is more Pussy Whipped than fucking Ozzy Osbourne and has been since the minute he got with her. And granted, I'll, I'll give you... The, dude, he'd be dead without Sharon. But at the same time, his soul is fucking dead. His integrity is fucking dead. And now they're even talking about rebooting the fucking Osbournes. Oh, yeah, I, I believe that's going to happen, actually. Oh, I, I, I do, too, because it's a last gasp, you, you know, to try to do shit. You know, it's just... It, 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 it's so pathetic, man. This man who should, you know... He should be able to ride off in the sunset the way fucking Rush did with integrity and respect. I mean, he's Ozzy fucking Ozzy. Yeah, but where where the hardcore is being, we don't matter. Ozzy yeah. Osbourne is well respected by the trendy people now because of Post Malone. Oh, you yeah. You should have seen, like, the people in the crowd during that, that thing. They knew every fucking word to that song. Yeah. I mean, that guy's a big deal. I don't oh, know oh, oh, yeah. And he's fucking... And here, here's another... He's another Trustafarian, Post Malone. Another rich kid comes from a rich family and he tattooed his face like a fucking moron, you know, to make him look street and thug. He's another rich kid, you know, whose dad that, paid. Hey, man, look, bottom line, Ian, fake sells. Yeah. You know, everything that you see in the charts, everything that's popular, it's all phony baloney shit. It's all fake stuff. And that's the world we live in now. If it's fake, yeah, you gotta, you know, thank uh, Britney Spears. She's the one that pretty much started all this with her, you know, uh, you know, lip syncing on stage and shit. Remember that girl, uh, that that Jessica Simpson. Yeah, remember, remember yeah. how fucking and Millie Vanilli. I mean, yeah. they, but, they but what's, much... what's funny though is, much as we bitch about the '90s in the early 2000s, back then it ruined their career, and now nobody That's... even cares. That's the point I was going to make. I said, yeah. remember how like they got caught and all of a sudden banished? Now it's like everybody's getting caught and nobody cares. Yeah. Because we live in a generation of fakeness. And I'm even going as far as saying even our scene that accepts Kiss, that accepts yeah. um, uh, Def Leppard, accepts uh, the backing vocals of Motley Crue. I mean, you know, one thing, you got to hand it a poison. They don't need backing tracks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the way the way Brett and Michael sings, you, you know, that that guy can be a hundred years old and still have that same voice. There's actually no 
what is it? What do they call that? Octaves to that voice. Yeah, you, know? yeah, you need backing cats. Just yeah. have a just have a couple cats, you know, fighting a guitar player falling down the stairs, you know, and some fuck me suck me lyrics, and you and you got a great poison song. And we accept people that fill the shoes of somebody popular that's a clone, like yeah. uh, Journey, you know, and Tommy yeah. Thayer. Yeah. I mean, we have all this shit and all that fake, and we just you know this whole generation you know and i and i and, and i have a tag for it too and you know uh as much as eddie trunk bitches about it he's part of the problem too because that motherfucker just he's just so nostalgic but you know i can't really blame eddie trunk i gotta blame the people that made him popular because all they want to hear oh. That is the same shit over and over well, again. Well, you know, and, and, and I, I think I've, I've told the story multiple times on the radio show. I, I mean, on, on the podcast. I had a friend who worked for a station in, in Central Florida, uh, their classic rock station. And they, they sent out, uh, you know, a, a thing amongst listeners. Would you rather hear the same stuff you hear every day or different cuts but by the same artist you know like you know bob seeger but you know sunspot baby not turn the page you know and it was overwhelming the response and i don't forget this because uh it's when i saw um quiet riot on the reunion tour that we we got those tickets those were radio station tickets that we were given i went and saw them for free because it didn't sell uh but he told me he goes the overwhelming response was People want to hear the shit that they know. They they get to a certain age. They don't want to learn anything new. Uh, they just want to hear something they can sing along with, like it's background music. Like, okay, I, I know this song. That's all they care about. And and that's sad. And that that's the fault of, of the audience, because you know you should want to hear new music by your favorite bands. You should want you know something to evolve. I mean I mean look at where rock and roll started. With, with stuff like even as much as I hate him, but like Elvis and Chuck Berry and Little Richard, and look how it evolved. Look how a band like the Beatles took shit, took it to a next level. Bands like Pink Floyd, all this shit, took music in areas that were uncharted, that you know, like you could never dream of. But somewhere, like people's minds just got mentally retarded, and like I don't want anything new. I just want what I know, and. You know, that could be a mixture of different things. It could be because what was new wasn't good anymore. Or it could be just, you know, short-sightedness. Like, I, I don't want to reach out to something new. And that's what I love is, like, you and me, we, we keep checking out newer bands. Some we like. You know, a, a lot we don't. But we find new bands that we love and we try to promote and talk about. Bands that we think have something to offer. And, uh... You know, and I know you do the same. That we get excited when we talk about a band we believe in, and other bands, other other listeners check out those bands. You know, it's like that's what keeps the scene scene alive and growing. It's not just like okay, I give up. This is all I'm gonna accept. You know, but uh, yeah, everything's fake now. You it's all up. fake, and it's all uh, and and honestly, I mean. Anybody that's excited, and I'm not saying this is a slam, this is actually a fact. Anybody that's excited to see Motley Crue now, how they are live now, right. 
you know, and didn't see them in the 80s, have no idea that they're not going to see Motley Crue. You know, they're going to go see like a, the same thing with Kiss. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, it's like you're not seeing the same, you know, quality. But right, hey, right. it's Motley Crue, it's Kiss, so I'm going to go. But And right. they get excited, excited to see a shit show. But you know they're going to leave going, no, they were great. But you know what you might get with Motley Crue? What? Oh, okay, you know, because both of us saw, you know, the, the supposed farewell tour. Visually, it was an amazing show. I don't know about an outdoor thing. Can They They can't pull that off. I, I well, well, who knows what they're going to design. But visually, it was an amazing show. But hey, fuck it. If you're playing a tape of when they sounded good, <laughs> you know what I mean? If, if, if you're playing backing tapes of good vocals and you're given a good visual show, hey, it might be a good show if that's what you're willing to accept you know, as, as a ticket buyer. You know? you know what I would not be surprised of, Ian? What's that? That, that, that Vince starts singing to a back and tape. I would not be surprised. What do you mean? It, they, they've already admitted he does, though. No, man. They admitted the backing vocals are backing tape. Okay. Dude, his, vo- his voice is so... You you think that's a backing tape, the terrible singing he does? He well, skips no. words and... Come on, that shit's as live as it can be. Hey, hey what I'm saying, though, is when I saw him on the farewell tour... It sounded a lot better than what you see on these solo tours because it's a bigger. Oh no 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 no! Here's the thing, Ian. After the after that farewell tour, Ian, uh, I mean Vince, Vince gained about fucking eighty pounds. He's like way bigger now, way you know, and you know he's partying like a motherfucker because you know he's done and you know. And I'm sorry, dude. Motley Crue, they have money. A lot of people are using the excuse that. They're doing this for the money. Yeah, I'm sure they're doing it for the money, but they don't need the money. Well, you, you never Live know. Nation, Live Nation gave them hundreds of millions. Yeah, but you, that you last never... Tour. Look, look at every time these guys get divorced or get arrested. Uh, they haven't, though, since and, that time. And, 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 you know, as the saying goes, a fool and his money will soon part. You know, if these guys are stupid with their money, I mean... Look, Look at like all these fucking you know professional athletes that go and buy how you know million dollar houses that don't realize that comes with million dollar taxes, million dollar fucking electric bills. You know if they're stupid with their money and they blow through it, they're gonna need more money. I don't buy it. I think this whole thing is all ego. Nikki yeah. Six didn't become big with six a.m. He wants the spotlight again. Tommy Lee wants the spotlight because he knows he'll never. I mean, wh- how long is this Methods of Mayhem album he's been threatening us with, you know? Yeah, but, I, but I, I, mean, I mean, look at McMars, dude. He's like fucking Walt Disney. He's been frozen for the last four years. And he, that's That's got to cost money. And you remember how <laughs> horrible his fucking uh, guitar solo was? Oh, it was. On good. the Farewell Tour? Yeah, it was. My uh, God, that was bad. It, it, it was, was so it, bad. It was, and, and you know what, dude? I, I ain't here to slam McMars. I... You know, if, 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 well, no, no, but you know what I'm saying? If there was a member of fucking Motley Crue, I was like, oh, man, I, I hope he feels better. Like, I feel bad. Oh, about yeah, him. I feel, I feel bad of his condition, but, right, right, but, right. But, you know, his lies and his, you know, his whole demeanor and his whole history of Motley Crue, he's a yes man. He'll do whatever Nikki tells him to do, but yet in the movie, they portray him as a badass that, you know, calls the shots. That guy don't call shit. It's all Nikki Six. All yeah. of it. Yeah. 
You know, he's just a you know. Oh, I hated Generation Swine. Now he's bitching about it. Yeah, but you did it. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Well, I'm sure he hated it then too. But yeah, he needed a paycheck. No. You know. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but I'm just saying the guy, the guy's full of shit. Like the other, I, I, although, say, I, I, I say Vince Neil is the only guy that is more Motley Crue than any of them. Oh, you're gonna go go back to the '80s. But you know, by, by far, he is the biggest Motley Crue guy. And you know what? If Vince Neil wants to be a fat old man getting drunk and having fun, I say let him. I, I, I never fat shame the guy, yeah. ever. I never say anything about. I don't, I don't, I to, honestly, dude. I don't find humor in that, and it's not like it offends me. I just feel like, you know, well, we all well, we all get older and fat, you know. Oh yeah, and, and I think it's funny because probably ninety percent of the people who fat shame them go Are look fat. at the fuck. Yeah, go look at the mirror. Go, go yeah, yeah. Go, let's let's see how many people want to fuck you. Or, <laughs> you know, or, or if you're not fat, you definitely look way different than when you were younger. Right now, now if you want to comment on his vocals. I get that, but yeah, I that that. I, that that I'll give you. But you know, oh, uh, you know, grills, 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 uh, yeah. eating ham in the boys' room, and shit like yeah. that. It's like, God, I. I but then again, everybody, yeah. you know, like again, you know, yeah. everybody. Yeah. I don't well, get that. What, what you should really be focusing on is the stupid songs that Nikki Six wrote. Yeah, okay. that's that's fucking way more <laughs> terrible. <laughs> that's much more offensive to me than Vince Lane, Vince Neal's waistline. <laughs> you know. You want to talk about a no talent? I'm convinced that somebody wrote "Shout at the Devil" that album. Because, <laughs> dude, 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 I listened to "Shout at the Devil" the other day in my car, and it's like, dude, I can't believe Nikki Six wrote these lyrics. They're yeah. so good. They're yeah. so fucking good. And like, now, like, like overnight, overnight, you got you know, uh, Richard Hansu Rock. And you know, fucking keep your eye on the money. Yeah, it's like maybe Nikki Six really did die. <laughs> yeah, I think Matthew. Yeah, Nikki Six died. That's Matthew Trippy writing all those fucking lyrics. You know, because the guy wrote clever lyrics on that album. It's oh. really clever and, and cool and and fit the fit the music perfectly. And I love it was it was so metal. You know, Star oh, Spangled yeah. Fight, I hear Steel Belted Scream. That's Judas Priest type lyrics, you know? I love that shit, you know? It's like, how can... I, I, yeah, it has to be Matt. You you got you made it raise a good point. Matthew Trippy. Yeah. That, that, that's who, that, that's Nikki Six now, you know? All right. Well, uh, lastly, on uh, the Motley Crue tour, <laughs> I, I, I know we've gone on very long on this, but uh, Tommy Lee put up a post where he thinks Grease... Needs to stop having uh, donkeys for rent. Have you so, seen this? So, story? In, so in other words, it's a jackass uh, defending jackasses. Okay, well, I'm gonna do you one better. <laughs> He's got nothing wrong with people riding a donkey, but he has no problem beating a dead horse. But dump bomb. All right. Fuck Tommy Lee. Fuck Motley Crue. Uh, and oh yeah. my God, his appearance now! Oh, that Botox! Oh, oh my God! Oh man, and can that beard be any more fake? Oh, I want to hit his his plastic surgeon like yeah. he hit Pamela Anderson. He's got such a punchable face. So does Nikki Six too. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think Nikki Six. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I almost think he's got a little uh, brother in him, man, because black don't crack. He still looks, uh, he looks good for his age. No, I, no he, looks, he looks great, but I'm just saying, he's still got a punchable face. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, and, and Mick Mars looks good for dead. But, uh, you know. Yeah, that, have... that's definitely not a punchable face. You don't want to yeah. go to jail. Yeah, and, and, and poor Vince, you know. My, <laughs> my, my, my ex used to describe people, uh, you know, who never met me. She's like, oh. But uh, my boyfriend looks like Vince Neil now. Uh, you there, know, there, but, remind me. You probably won't because you're drunk. There's a guy down here that looks just like Vince Neil, like right? now, and he's yeah. like proud of it because <laughs> he's on my Facebook. I see him now and then at shows. He's always alone. He's a weird dude, but um, this guy looks just like Vince Neil, and he wears uh, eyeliner all the time. But, but now I'm proud to say, like, I don't look like Vince Neil now. I look like Vince Neil, like, about 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. I'm that fat. He overweight you. Yeah, yeah. Like, like right now, I'm, I'm, I'm thinner than Vince Neil, and uh, that's my claim to fame. It's I, I'm, hard, though, man. It's hard to be short and not yeah, get yeah, hurt, you know? You know, you know, again, like, it's, dude, he's, like, almost 60. How many people you know, like, 60 that look like Nikki Six? Yeah. Or, to, or, or Tommy Lee. That's an anomaly. Tommy Lee does not look good. No, but he's thin. You know. Yeah. But you know, when, when, when you're free basing and beating your son and your wife, uh, yeah, that's it, a lot of exercise. Yeah, yeah, it keeps you active. But uh, enough about this shitty band. That's you a got, lot of cardio, right there. <laughs> yeah. You got a couple stories you'd like to talk about. Next story. Oh, yeah. Well, I want to give a shout out. I can't give the guy's name. But, you know, the guy from E1 sent me more records. Okay. He sent me Dragon Town. And Dragon Town, by the way, is at 45 RPM, which I guess makes it sound better. Um, I, I don't think anything can make that album sound better. I like what? that album. Oh. I think half of it's kind of weak, though. I oh, think half of it's pretty good. I, I thought, man, I really love Brutal Planet, and I was hoping for a good follow. I really hated that album. I I, I, I I think it's one of his worst. I really do. Uh, I don't I don't hate it. I think some songs are just ridiculous, but I love Trigger Man. I love the title track, Fantasy Man's cool, and the second to last track. The 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 one the song that annoys me the most is like, how many times are you gonna keep writing only women bleed? You know? It's like well, Jesus Christ well, enough already. What's the ballad on that? Every woman has a name. Uh uh. Yeah, yeah. See, and what sucks is like on uh, Brutal Planet, he had "Take It Like a Woman," which I thought was. I, I mean, I mean, I'd put that right up there with. Yeah, it's a good Lee. song. I but love that, that, that. Though every woman has a name. Terrible. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. Terrible shit from uh, a great artist, Alice Cooper. No, uh, it's not. Uh, you know what, dude? I, I'm a big fan of Brutal Planet. So yes, I was disappointed by Dragon Town. Well, you know, a couple, I don't know, maybe two years ago, I gave it another chance. And I was like, oh, that song's not bad. I like the title track. I like well, Fantasy Man. I like, you know, a couple songs on it. Well, it was pretty good. Maybe, it's not maybe, all terrible. Maybe, maybe I'll give it another try. I, I remember going to a friend's house, and I put it on to try to give it another spin uh, with some people who were Cooper fans. And we all just looked at each other like, oh, God, when when is this shit over? You know, but he's put out, some, you know, uh, a lot oh, of That people. last one's way worse. Oh, paranormal is horrible. 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 So bad. Well, anyway, another one he sent me was Pride and Glory. 
Okay, good album. Yeah. Good album. Yeah, and it's a double album, and check this out. It sounds amazing, and it's a picture disc. Wow. Very oh. rarely. I have a couple picture discs that sound really good. Yeah. This one is the best sounding picture disc I've gotten so far. It doesn't sound like a picture disc. I When I opened it, I was like, oh, man, it's a picture disc. It's two discs. Well, it brings some bonus tracks. Well, maybe, maybe the technology, you know? Yeah. Because, uh, like, like, I know you said before, like, you didn't like colored vinyl. Uh, they've improved know? those, though. Oh, yeah, because it, it's it's the same material, you know? Yeah. It's just color vinyl. No, back in the day, colored vinyl sounded shitty. Right, They're, right, right now. Different. But what I'm saying is, like, nowadays, it's the same material. Yeah, the, the, the Dragon Town's orange vinyl. Okay. Right. And he also sent me um, the new Jay, Jay and Silent Bob soundtrack to the movie that's coming out. I I, I saw I saw well the, the movie's already out. It already came. Oh, out it is out. Here. I want to see. Uh, is is there anything good on the soundtrack? Though? I didn't look at the track listing yet. Oh okay. I haven't I haven't looked at it, but yeah, it, I was very happy to find out today when I got home. I was like, ooh, because he told me. You know, oh, I forgot to give you the Pride and Glory. Oh, and Alice Cooper. Oh, I'm just saying. Then he threw that in, too. And I was like, okay. All right. You know. Um, I'll overlook the track listing on it. But See, I don't have it near me now. So so many people love you. I, I have a neighbor who hates me. And he left uh, Neil Diamond, Hot August Night, outside my door. Uh, on 8-Track. Wow, you don't like Neil Diamond, huh? Yeah, well, maybe a song here or there. I don't even know enough Neil Diamond to know his music. I I, I love me some Love on the Rocks. Yeah, I know that. Love on the Rocks! Ain't no surprise. Pour me a drink and I'll tell you some lies. That's some good shit, I think. Um, Gary King's wife said there is no chance in hell that Slayer will ever reunite. What do you think about that? Um, you, know, you know, we just went through the whole Motley Crue thing. What do you think about the after changes? After the Motley Crue thing, I'm very, very uh, skeptical with Farewell Tours. You know, I, I, I'm now like, forget, you know. You know, and I love the people that go, well, the Ramones, the Ramones did a Farewell Tour and they never got back together. Come on, who are we bullshitting here? Yeah, they died. Didn't die, <laughs> you yeah. know they would have got back together. Oh, yeah. You know, the Ramones were a band that struggled. I'm sure if the Ramones were around today, dude, they'd be they they'd be packing plays because you know look at the T-shirts and shit. Oh look, yeah, everybody wears misfit shirts and they play Madison Square Garden. Right. So right. I'm sorry, the the Ramones would have been coming back. Oh, Rush is the band. Of course, Rush is the band you're gonna point your finger at because Rush did it with style. Rush didn't play the farewell card; they just gave us a warning. Hey, right. you know what? This may be the last time. Yeah, you know? but but Rush is one of those bands like okay, okay, you never hear about like Rush and hookers and ex-wives and stuff like that. They got they made their money. They were smart with their money. They have integrity. That's why they have the following they have. Uh, so they don't need to do that. And that's why they never played that card. With Slayer, I honestly believe. I don't think you'll see another Slayer like full-blown tour but i think you might see an isolated slayer show like maybe if there's like you know some uh you know a, a future big four show i think you might see a slayer yeah appearance. that i can see but you but, see the thing is look with slayer playing this is what this is my point about kiss you know kiss playing to uh 
before the farewell tour, they were like co-headlining and, 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 you know, not even packing sheds, but, you know, doing decent. Right. Uh, but they played the farewell card. Dude, Slayer were playing fucking arenas, okay? Oh, the, yeah. The farewell card. God damn, did you see that fucking turnout for the last show? Oh, yeah, man, it sold out. Holy shit, dude. You know, that that's incredible. But I really think, you know, Tom's heart's not in it anymore. Well, neither and... is Tommy Lee, and they're both Tom's. Right. Right, right, but uh, I think Tom Araya has a little bit more integrity than Tommy Lee. I just oh, yeah, really, I, I, I really think he's, man, and did you see the farewell, like, speech he did? Yeah, yeah. That, that was, yeah, I mean, that, that, that fucking choked me up. It was up. sad, it was sad. You know, you know but it, it, to me, it was heartfelt, and it was sincere, and I really think, like, you know, I, I, I think with all, you know, with, with uh, Lombardo being gone, with Hanneman being dead, he's just like, I'm done. You know, well, dude, he, I thought Motley Cruz was a farewell tour because, you know, uh, what, what, how did you phrase it? I already forgot. You know, it was heartfelt. It's yeah. very, it was very heartfelt the final Motley Cruz tour because Tommy Lee hates Motley Crue music. Yeah. That's very heartfelt to me. Uh, see, I, 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 I didn't feel that with them though. You know, because it, I do. That was a band that was never, ever, ever about integrity. Or standing up, it was always a sellout, like little bitch band, you know. But with with Slayer, and I, I think like if it was up to Carrie, Carrie would do something. But he knows, okay, you know, we got Boost off replacing Lombardo, we got Holt doing fucking Hanneman. There, there's no replacing Tom Mariah, you know. You can't go out without Tom Mariah and do Slayer. Or I, I truly believe Carrie King would do it. Uh, but I, I think Carrie is really done. But I think if there was, I, I, I think a big four show would bring them out. Other than that, I think they're really done. But you know what? If they if they come back out, I ain't gonna bitch because it's fucking Slayer. It's fucking Slayer, and I'm I'm so mad because they didn't play New Orleans on the farewell tour. I saw them on the Repentless tour. I saw I saw the farewell tour. It's fucking awesome. You know. You know. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm so mad they didn't play here on the Farewell Tour, but I saw the Repentless Tour with Gary Holt, and it was fucking amazing. And I also saw him with the original lineup. It was fucking... Every time I saw... I never saw a bad Slayer show. I mean, Ever. All the times I saw Slayer was always amazing. Even if the set list was predictable and by the numbers, it you knew you saw a fucking Slayer show, and it was mind-blowing. The pit was ferocious. It was incredible. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think Tom Mariah's got some integrity, you know? So, but, you know... How, it, how much more can they keep making the same damn albums? <clears throat> right. The last album was great. And, and was I, my favorites in seasons. And I, I love Repentless. I was a big fan of uh, Christ Illusion. I thought World Painted Blood was spotty. Uh... Actually, I would say World Pain and Blood was probably my least favorite Slayer album. I'll take Diablo. I, I yeah. hate Diablo. Yeah, see, see, I'd take Diablo. It's a new metal album, man. I would take Diablos over uh, over World Pain and Blood. And uh, I didn't like World Pain and Blood either. Found it boring. But yeah, yeah, I found it too predictable. But uh, you know what? Hey, if they come back and do another show, I ain't gonna bitch. You know why? Because it's fucking Slayer. Well, they didn't do no stupid fucking contract, so I ain't gonna bitch either. Right, right. But I'd, I'd rather see Slayer come back than fucking Motley Crue. So I don't. If it's a band I love and they and they change their mind, 
I don't give a fuck, you know? I, 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 I really don't, you know? God damn it, if Van Halen said, oh, we're never gonna do another tour, and then they come back with David Lee Roth, I'm right fucking there. I give a fuck less, dude. You know, it's like, oh, my favorite band of all time, I'm there. I never, I, I, I only bitched about Kiss and Motley Crue, uh, Scorpion, Judas Priest, Ozzy, they well, all did farewell tours. Well, the, the thing about, like, like, hey, as much as I shit on Ozzy, I'll give Ozzy a pass, because when he needed no more tours, you know, for no more tears, he thought he had Parkinson's, you know? And he's like, wow, well, well, this is it. He didn't announce he had Parkinson's, but he's like, this last tour. Turns out he didn't have it. He had a bad doctor, you know? And he came back, hey, I'm great. I get to see Ozzy again. That's fucking awesome. But with Kiss, you know, it's so disheartening. Like, you know, they just bragged how we're going out on top, we're doing this, and then all of a sudden, no, it was a farewell to that lineup. And, know, then, and then Motley Crue goofing on Kiss for not sticking to yeah, their farewell yeah. tour. Yeah, and then they do the same thing. And, and then, then, you know, you know, shit like, oh, we missed each other. They hate each other. That is the biggest crock of shit. Everybody knows that. And to no, insult. the Tards don't. The Tards eat it up. To, to insult people. I don't care. Like, if you're so stupid, like, you're excited about, you know, hey, Johnny Vogan, I love you. But if you're so stupid, like, you know, that, that that's your favorite fucking band. You know, and you're excited about seeing them, go see them. Yeah, you know, I have no I, problem with anybody going to the show. Oh, I could give a shit less, man. But if, if that's your band and you're excited, hey, any band I love, you know, if they said that's it and then they come back, if I really love them, I'm going to be excited. You know, like, hey, good, because I didn't want you to leave in the first place. But Motley Crue, I was done with you before you left. I wanted to see Alice Cooper, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Ah, oh, fucking people. All right, well, enough of that shit. Let's get to something that, that's getting done uh, for one of my favorite listeners of the show. And much to Oh, who's the motherfucker that asked for this? <laughs> oh, dude, you know, here's the funny thing is... You know, I remember drunkenly, like, going through messages on, on Facebook. I was like, oh, man, while I'm doing notes, I'm like, I got to remember who the fuck asked for this. And I'm going through all these hundreds of messages. You know who asked for this? One of my favorite motherfuckers, and yours too. And we got to hang out with this motherfucker. Matt Weller's dick. Oh, shit. Matt, I, no, no wonder he's been fucking defending this shit a lot. Oh my god. Yeah, but he's not a pickle whistler. He's not getting upset with me. Dude, Weller's dick was so fucking awesome at Rockin' Pod 2. Yeah. Uh, he was he was a surprise guest. Like, we didn't know he was showing up. And he showed up at the Angel Show. You know? And, and we're like, holy fuck, here's Weller's dick. Unfortunately, he didn't make it to Rockin' Pod 3. I sent him a message tonight, dude. I'm like, I can't wait to do this episode for you. Your ass better be at Rockin' Pod 4, like all of you other motherfuckers listening. I was like, oh, man, Weller's dick. How cool was he, dude, when we hung out with him? Oh, he's awesome. Awesome dude. Oh, that was a bad motherfucker. But, uh, yeah, he requested uh, one of his favorite bands of all time, and that's awesome, Jane's Addiction. And and you lost your shit over it, so this is going to be a fun review. Eh, I'm okay. Yeah, well, I and mean, now I'm even more okay because it was well as good. You know? Yeah, pop. I like yeah. Bushy. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, if this was Bushy, fuck him. That motherfucker. <laughs> I love you. I love you, Bushy. But you know, at least at least Matt Wells it's not fucking like taunting me like fucking Bushy does, you know. But uh, you, you know, the funny thing, this is a spoiler. I mean, fuck it. You know, Ralph did a full blown spoiler alert about what album we were recording this week. You know, because he's just like, oh, oh, the revenge is on me. We got to do this horrible Jane's addiction album. So next week we're gonna do a King Diamond review, uh, which I'm happy to do. Happy to do. Right. Uh, but oh my God, you 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 were you were so pissed off about this, and while we're texting, back I was and forth, not. While we're texting back and forth, you said you actually saw Jane's Addiction. When did you see him? Uh, and here's the reason I saw them: Suicidal Open. Uh, it was oh, wow. ninety, early nineties, ninety three, maybe. Um, what they played? I don't know. I can't remember. Maybe later. Not no. Was no, it ninety three? Because, uh, it had to be earlier. Had to be no, earlier. it was later than that because I saw, I saw. Well, maybe it was earlier. No, well, they, I. They, they broke up in '92. So. It was definitely after Countdown to Extinction. What year was that? '91. It was after that. Same okay. tour. Uh, okay, so 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 '91, '92. It had to be '92. Yeah, Suicidal played on the same day. Came. I saw Suicidal open for Megadeth on a Countdown Extinction tour. At Bayfront. Then they came back with Jane's Addiction at Bayfront. So I went for that, but I stayed because my ride liked Jane's Addiction. So I stayed and watched it. And <laughs> I was like bored silly. It was so bad. So, and, I, so I, I mean, I mean, what, what was it about it that turned you off? The music. And I don't like this guy's stage presence. It was really... Okay. Disturbing, like Gary Sharon level disturbance. His so stupid little dances and stuff. And he's a elitist douchebag. Another one of these fucking idiots. Anyway, but that's not what I dislike. It's the music, man. It all it all comes down to the music. And I, I, when you told me, I was sitting right in front of my computer, and I said to you, "Send me it tonight." Right. And then I thought. Man, I'm in such a good mood right now. Let me do it now, you know, that I'm feeling good, you know. So I sat in front of my computer and I went through each song on, on YouTube. And honestly, I wasn't sitting here getting upset and pissed. I, but I was like listening to this going, oh, man, really? Wow. It, it, it does. You know, some, what was that movie with Jim Carrey where, you know, they filmed him his whole life and he didn't know it? Truman Show. That I feel like I'm in the Truman Show. I really do. I honestly don't think anybody likes this. I I, I am the Truman Show. Everybody's fucking with me. This is like unlistenable. It's not music to me. It's it, it sounds like you know just people that don't look. Well, so, I'll get so, into so, it. So 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 you don't, you don't even like the musicianship. You know it, it's it's okay. I will I will well, get it. I don't want to give no spoilers. There's something I want to okay. say about the musicianship. On, on a certain song, but I feel like these guys don't know how to write songs. Okay. I, I don't get it. I don't understand how anybody can like this. I mean, I understand the concept of, of uh, all right, you know, different different strokes for different folks. But listening to this, it's like, I am amazed that this got popular. I'm, I'm uh, just, I'm just right. besides well, myself. Well, no, I'm, ju I'm just saying like, you know, the, the last episode we did with violence, uh, 
I appreciate the music, but it was straightforward. The lyrics and the singer that killed killed uh, it for me. Music music was terrible on here. Oh, okay, okay, wow, okay, terrible. That, Except okay. for one song. Except okay. for one song. There is a song, and then there's another one that's cold. Here, here's my problem with the album. I'll tell you right now. I don't find it cohesive whatsoever. Okay. But two songs I find cohesive, but you know what's going to bother me about it. Same thing that bothered you about violence. Right. I even, But, you know, even as cohesive as these songs are, it's repetitive riffs over and over again. But at least it's not so disjointed. And I don't, I don't, I just don't get it. But, hey, man, if you like okay. it, more power to you. Well, you know, but I just find it. And I well, was glad to see I'm not alone. Well, before, yeah, yeah, Justin Childers agreed. No, there's many people uh, that wrote on there going, dude, like one guy, man, he, th this guy epitomizes everything I hated about the 90s, you know, in one picture, that picture I put up of him. Yeah. Whatever that uh, Well, be before you saw him live, though, I mean, when, when was your first exposure? Like, did you ever hear this well, album before you I saw heard them? The, I heard the Mountain Song. Okay. And Jane said. I know those two songs because they were the mountain song I don't remember on the radio but I remember the video but Jane says was on the radio a lot uh, right. down here during that time it was like <laughs> I remember listening to back then going oh my god change that station dude. Jesus Christ that fucking song but I never I never realized the lyrics of that song and it just it was poison material to me it was crack it was a comedy song it's like uh, what is it song about some junky chick that's looking for a wig i don't know it was just funny to me i just found it like god this is like i'll say it right now and i'm not saying this for shock value i'm not saying this to oh uh, i'm just saying this you know to show you how much i dislike it no i honestly will take van hagar over this wow any day the, name me the worst van hagar song and i'll take it over even the cohesive songs on it it's just okay. it's just unlistenable to me okay i'm all not right. wired for this shit i'm just all right. not all right well uh I, I first heard this when uh I, I first heard the second single mountain song i saw on mtv what was the first single the first single was jane says okay. there was I, I don't believe there was a video for it uh but, but no, it was, i don't think there was but but it was the first single uh but mountain song was the second single the first video and I saw it, and I was just blown away. I was like, wow. Because in 1988, it was so... What a refreshing uh, change it was from uh, the cock rock that I even loved at that time. But, you know, by 88, it, the, you know, the cock rock scene was already becoming the beloved copy of a copy of a copy. Uh, you, you know, it was, it was getting kind of stale. Stuff like that I fell in love with, Kiss, you know, came out with, like, fucking Crazy Nights, and I was like, oh, no, you know, and, uh, you know, Priest was putting out a bad album, you know, and all these other bands, they were just getting lighter and lighter, and here was a band, to me, uh, that sounded like nothing else, and if anything, more of a throwback to 70s hard rock, uh, especially the Mountain Song with those riffs and the guitars, was miles above, uh, you know the hair metal at the time, uh, and and when I got it and I listened to it, it really just it was kind of revolutionary. It just blew my mind. Like, wow, this is much more advanced and uh, 
and, and better written than than the shit I'm listening to. Better musicianship, by far, uh, because I, I I think this is one of the greatest bands, uh, musicianship wise, to come out of the late '80s, early '90s. I mean, uh, the drumming of Stephen Perkins, the bass playing of Eric A, uh, Dave Navarro's guitar was I, so much better than than you know the the hair metal that was coming out. Uh, and it, 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 to me, it wasn't you know as technical as the thrash that I was getting into, but it was just as powerful, just as powerful. And I thought Perry Farrell was a great, great lead singer. Uh, thought he had a great sound, a great look. There was a poetry to his lyrics. Uh, a great look. It, it, it was to, to, to me it was a rock star look oh yeah I forgot you like the dynasty outfit I mean the asylum outfit yeah no I, I do I like I like something but you that... your, your excuse was and I'm not no this isn't no way like a violence thing calling you an hypocrite right. I'm just saying the bizarre irony is that you um, like the asylum look because they look like rock stars yeah yeah. These guys, these guys looked homeless. Yeah, no, but but I, it, it was a unique look, and it was different from everything else, and that's what I like. You know, and, and Iggy Pop had a comment about rock stars that they should always look like twenty pounds underweight and very gaunt, and uh, and you know a little bit homely. <laughs> and I thought that's a great comment because a lot of the bands that I really love and respect. You know, they're not pretty boy bands, you know, because a pretty boy band like Poison can, they can fall back on that because girls are going to think they're cute and they'll forgive that it's, you know, basically uh, Bay City Rollers music and lyrics, you know, where if you're not an attractive man or something or you're something different, you have to have music to back it up. And in my opinion, uh, Jane's Addiction had that and they had it in spades and it was so fucking different from everything in 1988. What I love about this album is, to me, this could come out right now. And I think it still sounds fresh. I still think it sounds vibrant. I, th- I, I think it's, you know, like, okay, there's nothing else like this on the radio. This is fucking really, really good. You know, how many years later? I'm, I'm horrible at math, but, you know, it came out in 88, you know, and this is fucking, we're about ready to be 2020. 32 years. Yeah. It, to me, it still sounds just as fresh and important as when it came out. And uh, and, and I, I was a fan, but it was so different from everything else I was listening to. I mean, at the same time, I'm listening to Cinderella, I'm listening to Doc, and I'm listening to all this. But this still caught my ear, and I knew there was something special and something different. Not only musically, but lyrically, but definitely on a musicianship level. This band is miles above all the cock rock bands that came out of me. Uh, Stephen Perkins is an incredible drummer. Eric A is fucking, you know, bass playing is legendary. And to me, the heart and soul of the band. And, you know, there's a reason why he was auditioned to uh, join Metallica. I mean, they didn't choose him, but he was one of the guys they auditioned. Because he is an amazing fucking bass player. And Dave Navarro, as much as I, I, oh god, no, nothing about this band pissing me off more than Dave Navarro because 
I think he has so much talent and so much potential, uh, and he's proved it on, on, on you know the first two studio albums from Jane's Addiction. But is this their first album? This was their first studio album. They, they released a live album before this that was recorded, I believe, at the Roxy. Uh, that was simply called Jane's Addiction. But they, they did the two. Uh, they did the, nothing shocking. Then Ritual of Dale Habitual, and then they split up. And Eric A. and Dave Navarro did Deconstruction. Stephen Pier- uh, Stephen Perkins and uh, Perry Farrell did uh, Porno for Pyros. Um, so this band only made two albums, studio albums. Well, no, they got. Well, they they did half-ass reunions. After they they made two albums. Uh, Without Eric A, there wasn't. There was. Oh a, yeah, with Flea, with Flea, right? Well, they did the first reunion tour, a so-called reunion tour, was done with Flea, and they released an Odds and Sods record called Kettle Whistle, which was a credible album. Uh, had like two new songs that they did with Flea, uh, but then they had when they first got back together, they had uh, Martin Lenoble or Martin Lenoble. I'm sorry. Uh, playing bass, who I, who I think could replace Eric A, if there is such a thing. Uh, but they kicked him out. They got Chris Chainley, who to me is a serviceable bass player, but he's nowhere near on the level of Eric A. And as a replacement member, wasn't allowed to have the input that an original member would have. Because to me, you know, the original, you know, the two founding members are Perry and Eric. Uh, so the albums that they they've done two studio albums without Eric and to me there's a song here or there that's passable but it's nothing like what you had with the original lineup because you had four members that were you know it's like the original members of Black Sabbath without those four equal parts you're never going to get that sound there's always gonna, yeah there's always going to be something missing and it's because even though Eric A was you know, what most people would consider, you know, the disposable player, you know, the bass player in the band. He was so important to this to the songwriting uh, that it never quite had that same sound. But, uh, you know, and it, 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 it's, it's like seeing Kiss with, with Tommy Thayer. If you see him with, with Chris Chanley now playing bass, he can play it the same way Tommy Thayer can play Ace's parts. But when it comes to writing new songs, you're never going to get Jane's Addiction songs that sound like true Jane's Addiction. Just like you're never going to get true Kiss that sounds like classic Kiss without Ace Fraley. You know? It's just not going to happen. You might have something that comes a little bit close, but it's not the real deal. Because anybody who comes in, you know, know your fucking role, your replacement player, you get paid a fraction of what everybody else gets paid. And, uh, you know, here's something that really pissed me off about, well, I, I should say really pissed me off, but, but did discourage me. I found out when they were recording Nothing Shocking, uh, Perry Farrell demanded 50% of the songwriting uh, profits because he wrote the lyrics. And then he said on top of that, he wants a quarter of the other profits that are left because he thinks he contributed to the music. You know, so basically, fuck the whole band. It's the Perry Farrell project. 
And uh, it's like, wow, what a dick. Yeah. You know? and, and, Not a yeah. team player. Yeah, you know, and he comes off like this guy, like, you know, I created Lollapalooza. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm all about, you know, diversity and bringing people together and unity and all this shit. Then again, it doesn't diminish what I think about the music because l- look at Eddie Van Halen. He's a fucking asshole, you know? By, yeah, by yeah. all accounts, you look at... we love our assholes. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, like we talked about earlier, look at Ozzy. The biggest pussy whipped fucking, you know, whatever Sharon says I says kind of guy. But he's still Ozzy. I still love him. You know, they're flawed human beings just like we are. You know, I have my flaws. You have your flaws. Our listeners have their flaws. Everybody has shit, you know. But, you know, it is discouraging when you see somebody portray themselves as one thing. And, uh, you know, they turn out to be another. I, I think that's what, you know, backs us up is, you know, we just betray ourselves as how we really are, you know, assholes and dirt bags, you know, but we don't elude ourselves to be anything better than what we are. Right. But it doesn't diminish what I think about the music. And I, I think this well, is that's how that's how everything should be. Yeah. You judge music and then you judge yeah. personality separately. Yeah, and, and, and I, I think this is a landmark, like desert island fucking disc. Uh you know, spoiler you know, like you give me like desert island like if you told me, like, you could have nothing shocking or every fucking Kiss album, I would take nothing shocking over. All I, I know is that if you're staring at Desert Island, I better not be there, Ian. <laughs> You'll die. Oh, I feel. I'm going I'm, I'm to kill you. I'm going to kill you with a coconut. <laughs> I'm going I'm to fucking bubble your brain with a coconut. By the Rat, time the second track comes in. Rat, Rat would kick my skull around and call it Wilson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, uh, no, I, I mean, I, I really do think this is like, this is, uh, I'm trying to narrow it down here. I, I would say a top 30 album of all time. Right on, dude. You know, and it just, uh, I, I, I think it's absolutely fucking amazing. And uh, I was surprised, and I wasn't surprised by your reaction. Uh, I can't. Hey, hey, you know, Ian, you even said it to me in the text. He said, "You never know. You might like it." And I was like, "That is true." And that's no, what made me go listen to no, it right no, away. No, 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 you did say that, and I was thinking, you know, in my mind because we have you and me. There's so much shit we agree upon. I know on this show it doesn't come out, but there's so much shit. That you yeah, and I, we already done those episodes. Yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> there, there's so much shit that we love and we appreciate, but there's other shit that we're way on the other spectrum. But I really thought that this would be an episode where, kind of like a mirror episode of uh, of violence, where I appreciate the music, but it was just the singer and the lyrics that right. killed it for me. But I, I'm still like, oh, those are awesome riffs, you know. This is great drumming. Well, I can I can say that for two songs on here. Right, right. Uh, well, the singing but, ruins it. But 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 I but I thought you know I, I thought it would be a little bit more balanced. But uh, I, I I mean just like how much it offended you. I mean don't get me wrong, it was fucking funny, laughed my ass off. But uh, I really thought you know. I, dude, offensive is a strong word. Look, man, honestly, I just don't dig it. But it didn't offend. The Cure really offended me, but. 
I will put this in the same league as The Cure, as stuff I just can't listen to. I love this. I, you know, I would have been listening to a lot lately is The Smiths. You know, I love Oasis. I love ABBA. You know, it's, I'm wow. not... You've been listening to some Smiths. Holy shit. Yeah, I dig The Smiths. I, there's a lot of it I can't. I can't stand more. Oh, no, no. And, and that, that's funny because I'm, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm like, there, there's some stuff about The Smiths I really love. And there's some stuff I'm like, eh. And I posted some Smiths on the Wadzilla World page. And, you know, some people are like, oh, you got to be kidding me. You know, I was like, eh, well, I, I like, you know, not everything, but I like it. Panic but, is such a good song. Wow, but... but Burn the disco. But to know you like any Smith song, kind of... Yeah, like, wow, I uh, think Johnny Marr is an amazing guitar player. Oh, I, I think he's very, very unique. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Very awesome. But anyway, no, no, it, it's surprising. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's awesome for you to, to, to say you like shit like the Smiths. And it does. It really surprises me that that this band offends you that much. But if it if it does, it does. Offensive is a strong word, Ian. <clears throat> yeah, I just but, don't like it. I don't get it. Right. I I know, but I've never of all the episodes we've done, I've never seen you make so many negative posts as you did about. No, I was just having fun. I really right. was. I was just having. I, I was. But, it was a goof. You know, but I but I said to you before we even started recording this, I'm like, be careful of what you do because people love when you hate shit so the more you show you hate this well don't, don't be surprised when we do reviews again that somebody pays for another james addiction now i'm in a really good mood so i don't think my hatred's going to show through this but i'm going to be honest i'll tell you exactly what i feel about the song but it's pure honesty it's it's musical taste which is not science everybody has difficult musical taste like hearing you gush over this album not not for one second do I think he's wrong. Right. It's your taste, dude. It's like, right. but you know, I get confrontation all the times because you push my buttons, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been very, you know, I know you don't listen back to episodes, but if you listen to the Molly Hatchet, you listen to Candle Mass, dude. I, you, you don't get, you don't hear me get offended at all. Everything you said, I let you say your piece. And I don't, but last week it was, you know, with the violence, it was like, bro, you're bringing up stuff that other bands you like do. What the fuck are you using that as an excuse of why you don't like it? Just say you don't like it. I don't like it musically. Not, you know, they're like Testament. That's why I don't like them. Makes well, no, well, no, I didn't hate it musically. It was just lyr no, lyr lyr know, lyrically and vocally. Copy. Yeah, but, but to, I, I mean, that was just me being honest. I thought it sounded like fucking and for you, Mad Slayer. For you to hate violence lyrically, I totally get it now because you actually think these are genius lyrics. We are definitely in both ends of the specter when it comes to lyrics <laughs> because these lyrics, I guess, I don't think, I'll say this right now, I think these lyrics are worse than what you think of violence lyrics. Hands no, down. That, that's funny. No no, and, and, and you did, you, you know, and I'm sure it'll come up when we do the song. But you posted a lyric that you thought was horrible that I thought was actually very good. So it's very, it's very, it's very homocentric. <laughs> That's All why right. I posted it. All right. Well, well, since you're in such a good mood, why don't you take uh, the first song here? Up the beach, more like up your ass. No. <laughs> Just kidding. I did take notes, by the way. Of course, I ain't gonna remember none of this shit. And yes, I only listened to it once. And I'll be honest, there was like. Two songs I, 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 
like halfway, I was like, all right. I, I doubt this is going to get any better. Uh, up the Beach. Um, this is what I think, people. It's my own musical. It's not science. But I think it starts off with a very boring bass riff. It, that's how it starts off. Then it comes a very boring guitar riff with what I think is zero soul. I find this pan very soulless in their music. Like, you know, white boy funk, you know, type thing. <clears throat> and then the howls of a pickle whistler. You know, what the hell is he saying, you know? And it's a short little instrumental that starts this album off with a musical mess. That's how I feel about Up the Beach. What is Up... Do you have notes? What what exactly does Up the Beach mean? Uh, well, I mean, to me, this song is not so much about, uh, you, you know, the meaning of the song. I, I find it like a, um, a mood song, like setting setting the pace for the album, setting the pace for a musical journey, which obviously isn't something, uh, you know, that you want to partake on. But it, I you want know, my money back from that journey. Yeah, like musically, it's like, you know, ly- lyrically, I mean, very little lyrics on this song. He just is like... Oh, he actually, I thought he was just howling and shit. No, nah, no. Nah, he, he was he, saying something? He says, here we go now. And then, then there's like, you know, three or four... Re- uh, refrains of home, home, like like, kind of telling you you're home. Uh, but to me, it, it's more of a mood piece that just sets up. You know, you're getting ready, you know, to go somewhere. You're getting ready to get on a journey. And this is very much a drug album for me. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, always having always. Yeah, maybe I should have taken drugs. Oh, oh, to me, this is very much a drug album. Well, weren't they all like heroin junkies? Uh, I I think at this point they were all dabbling, and uh, and and it makes sense because to me this is uh, you know, this is one of the to, to me this is I, I don't want to compare it like to Pink Floyd musically, but this is something that that lends itself to you being in another state of mind. I don't think it's something that you have to be in another state of mind to enjoy, but I, I believe, you know, it lends itself to that. You know, like, you know, if you're fucked up, this is one to put on, and uh, I, I think it's just a, a great, you know, uh, intro, you know, to to the journey you're about to go on, and uh, you know, I, I love the music. I love that fucking opening bass line. To me, this band is really really uh, it's, it's hard because to me it's all four parts like you are with Black Sabbath but man just hearing those those bass lines from Eric A even though it might sound very simple to me hearing hearing Jane's Addiction without Eric A is like hearing the Who without John N's whistle you know and then they they just released a new album today that, that I've heard a couple tracks off oh, of. Oh, I love those songs. Well, and, I only and, heard one song. It's great. Right, right. But they, but it doesn't have that John N's whistle sound. I mean, oh, well, yeah. Well, no. They, neither, yeah. Did, neither did, uh, well, you know, ever since Keith Moon died, they, they haven't had that sound. This That song reminded me a lot of something from uh, from uh, Face Dances. Right, right. But you, you know what I'm saying, though? It, it's like, yes, you hear a familiar voice. Yeah, you hear a familiar guitar, but there's something missing, like, you can bring in any quality studio musician to play bass for the 
for the hoop, it's not going to sound like John N's whistle. Just like you can bring in Kenny Jones, a serviceable drummer, does not sound like Keith Moon. I know what you're saying, but you know the thing is that the Who, it's kind of a bad example because you have a genius songwriter, you know that well, right, you know that that can like, like Jane's Addiction, <clears throat> without their bass player, you'll notice a big difference because they can't write the music without him. You know what I'm saying? Where Pete Townsend is the is the brains of the Who. Right, right, but I'm saying he can he can write a beat, but the delivery's not there, you know. And, and that's how I feel like, you know, the the two the two studio albums they did without Eric A. Uh, for the most part, I'm like, eh. But there's a couple songs like, okay, this is good, but it's missing that feel, that overpowering bass. It's like, okay, there's a bass player on this song, but it's not Eric A. There's not that overpowering, you know. Like where you know he had a hand in this because they they were the two biggest songwriters. Uh, but uh, but no, I, I I think it's a great intro and then it leads into Ocean Size, which I think is fucking amazing. Uh, it, it's got a great beautiful little intro and then it leads into a fucking ass kicking song with ripping guitars, great bass, great drums. Uh, the song lyrically uh, Perry's talking about you know uh, you know somebody being homeless and feeling uh, you know very very vulnerable uh, but longs to be like the ocean where anything can hit you but you adapt and uh, you know and you survive which the ocean does and, and, and I, I, I think it's great lyrically. I think it's amazing musically. And uh, I, I, I think it has something to say. I, I find it fucking absolutely amazing. What do you think of Ocean Size? Um, <clears throat> the music does absolutely nothing for me. And this guy's voice grates on me at a Sammy Hagar level. Wow. It really does. I <clears throat> The solo on this is actually good. You know, I had no idea this phony piece of human trash had it in him. There. I had something nice to say about this platypus shit of a song. You know, I, I, I think the song is terrible, but the solo was good. I, I was like, wow, that's some good ripping scales the dude's doing that. I had right. no idea Dave Navarro was that good, because all I've heard was Caught Stealing and Mountain Song and James Says, and I don't hear anything that was, you know, fucking well, impre- impressed me. Well, he, he, he's my biggest bitch about Jane's Addiction because I think Dave Navarro is so amazing as a guitar player. But as a person, man, what, what, a, what, what a piece of shit. You know, it's like this guy will only play if you pay him. And, and that was a big thing when he went, you know, after Jane's Addiction broke up, he ended up joining uh, the Chili Peppers. And they were saying... This guy didn't even want to show up to practice unless you were paying him. You know, and I'm like, what the fuck? And to me, he has such a unique, innovative sound that that's really awesome. And and then he did a solo album where, okay, oh, fuck, I want to hear this guy shred. And, and he did the exact opposite. It was more like a singer-songwriter album. It was fucking horrible. It was horrible. There was a couple of good songs. And I'm like... 
just shut the fuck up and play, you know, you have amazing talent. And now all he does is like, you know, uh, Celebrity Inc. fucking bull. You know, this guy that has an amazing gift. But uh, he doesn't even want to pick up a guitar unless you're throwing fucking retarded money in his hand. He'd rather do a fucking bullshit reality show on Spike TV. Uh, really pisses me off because I think this guy has amazing fucking talent. But, uh, yeah, fuck. Well, let, let's go into a song I, I know you're going to fucking die. How did that? I, I, I know you're going to shout me, and I'm, I'm surprised by this, because I thought you would pick up on uh, on, on the genius of the song. This, this is one of the worst ones on here. Wow, I, I, and this really blows my mind. Uh, to me, this is a blistering song about overcoming an absentee father. What, what, the, the song was actually inspired by Eric A., the bass player, who would find out years later that who he thought was his father wasn't his biological father and his and, and his trauma dealing with that and and perry took it lyrically uh in another direction because perry grew up uh with an absentee father and put his own thing but what i like about this is uh the way he sings about it like had a dad big and strong you know and all this shit but he's like it's up to me now my daddy has gone away so it's like Stop blaming whatever happened. Now it's on me to become who I'm going to be. And that that's what I love. I hate people like, oh, this happened, so the rest of my life, you know, I'm going to blame on this shit. You know, not everybody has a great childhood. But at a certain point, you have to take responsibility and say, either I'm going to follow these footsteps or I'm going to, you know, forge my own path. And that's what I love about this, because I don't find these songs self-pity. I find them talking about a situation that's, you know, not ideal. You know, your fucking dad left, but instead, instead of sitting there fucking crying about it, say, you know what, daddy's gone, now it's up to me. I gotta do what I gotta do. And besides that, the music on this song is fucking amazing. The guitar solos out of this fucking world. The bass is great. The drumming is great. And, and fucking uh, Perry's voice, I think, is perfect. It has that great punk attitude that serves the song well. I don't find this, nothing about this more than self-pity. I find this to be something like overcoming adversity. But uh, I, I, I think you have a different opinion. Yeah, no, I think, I think this song is, uh, <clears throat> you know, since his daddy left him, uh, he lashed out at him hoping he'd hear this, this song one day. <clears throat> And if he did hear this song, he did an awesome job getting back at his dad. You know, the groove on this song is as legit as Tommy's love for Motley Crue music now. It's unlistenable, man. This is soulless white boy funk. And if this guy's voice does not suck bad enough, they actually doubled his vocals on here in spots. You know, you hear, you know, like, let's add more vocals on this. You know, I can't blame Daddy for leaving one that, you know, if he heard, he heard his pelican squealing, you know, out of that pie hole all his fucking childhood. But, man, I'm out of here, man. I can't deal with this guy's voice. It's really, dude, unlistenable to me. I just, oh, I'll take the next one. Right. And just a minute. Is this the one with that line? What was that line again that you liked? Um, uh, you, you, tar- 
you talking about the uh, Ted Bundy? Ted just admitted. Right, right. No, no. But I'm, I'm saying they, they play an actual tape from Ted Bundy talking about, you know, while he was under police questioning. Okay. Now, um, oh, that's what the song's about. Ted, yeah. just admit it. <laughs> I murdered people. I'm not gonna admit it. <laughs> you know? well, 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 no. They, they play. You know, they started talking, but then they play an actual clip of Ted Bundy under police okay. question where he says, there's going to be people turning up in canyons, or there's going to be people shot in Salt Lake City because the police there aren't willing to accept what I think they know, and they know I did not do these things. It's a, it's a song about Ted Bundy, and it's also, uh, you know, a, a song about... Basically, while Ted Bundy was under questioning, he blamed a lot of shit on his addiction to porn, and shape who he is and what he did. And that's the whole thing about the the fine line between sex and violence. Oh, uh, well. <clears throat> Why the fuck ain't I killing people? <laughs> right. Well, no, I that, love that, the that, porn. Well, that's the thing. Like, like this is the song. When I posted this and, and you're like, oh, this is one of the worst songs on there. I was like, wow, I would think this would be the song you would be gravitating to the most because it's basically... Talking about the fine line between sex and violence and, and, and porn and shit. And as a guy who's like, your fucking dream in life is to have the woman you love filled out like an application by the Harlem Globetrotters, you know, that, you know, you would get this. That well, you yeah, and I, I, I have a different opinion on this song. Okay. <laughs> All right. You All know, right, when, cool. the song, when the song starts, at first I was like, does this read my body? Because of those little noises. But no, I was mistaken. This is way worse. Those vocal lines. Holy fuck. Is this not music at all? This is a bunch of avant-garde wannabe douchebags just throwing crap at the wall to see what sticks. And boy, am I thankful none of this shit stuck to me. My deepest condolences to you and anybody that likes this. Sex is violent. You all must have been molested as children by a group of Sammy Hagar fans to get this garbage. It's utter musical bullshit at the highest level. I know. I, I should be more pissed. I'm, I'm just in a good mood. Sorry, everybody. I know you want me to be more upset about it. But it's just how I... I'm, I, I don't know. I'm taking a different approach because I can't... I don't know. I can't sit here and act pissed. You know what I'm saying? It's just, It's just music I don't get. And I just feel like wow man i mean this is really unlistenable it doesn't sound like music to me it just sounds like some weird noises where you know there's people playing instruments but i I don't feel like they're playing it right and in time and where in two songs coming up it it sounds like oh look they're actually cohesive this definitely ain't one of them what do you think oh my god tied for my favorite song on the fucking album Uh, what jane said no, uh, I was hoping to be that one. I I think this is a brilliant fucking song about a serial killer. You know, <laughs> you know. Oh, like last week's show. No, this no, it's brilliant. Yeah, no, no. To me, you know, and that's funny because I'm I'm totally gonna bring that up because, you know, to me, this is a well-written song about a serial killer where, you know, to me, serial killer by violence sounds like a fucking, you know, uh, you know, like a 16-year-old 
who flunked the sixth grade six times writing about a serial killer. All right, then tell me, Ian, what these lyrics mean differently than that serial killer. All right. Oh, I know, I know what you're gonna bring up. Go ahead. No, I'm not. I don't know. I'm just no. I'm. I don't. I'm not. I'm, I don't have no plan here. No, no. I just want to know because no, ser- no, serial no, killer. You... Listen, serial killer from violence is the point of view of a serial killer. Is this song actually the point of view of a serial killer? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. I didn't analyze these lyrics. Well, well no, well, no, because you posted these lyrics in a no. post where you you were slamming Jane's addiction. Yeah, the, the the those two lines stuck out. I mean, okay. It just sounded like, uh, uh, "Hey, it's a big cock, open wide," something like that. Well, 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 well here here's what you posted in in one of your anti James posts. <laughs> um, I'm a killer of people. You look like a meatball. I'll throw away your toothpick and ask for forgiveness. Okay, I, I yeah, all right. Um, now, and, what's the song with the open wide? Uh, uh, that's Pigs and Zen. That's right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That, that, you look like a meatball. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, I well, mean, it's well, laughable to me. I'm sorry. Well, well no, here, here's the thing. Here, here's what I got about it. And maybe, maybe it's like your upbringing or, or, you know, what you ate. Like growing up, my grandmother, you know, like during the holiday season, she would make meatballs and, and meatballs would have a toothpick in the middle of them. You know, and you would eat the meatball and throw away the toothpick. And to me, that's what he's talking about, like right here. Like, like to me, you're you're, you're nothing. Like, I I'm I'm gonna take what I want from you and throw away the rest. Like a tooth, like a like a, a toothpick and a meatball. And maybe maybe that's a cultural thing, you know. Um, but to me, I related. I knew exactly what he was talking about. That's like saying you're nothing to me. I'm gonna get what I want from you. And throw you and throw the rest of you away like it's nothing, you know. And, and I love it. And the whole, you know, the the way it talks about, you know, porn and sex and violence and everything. I can fucking relate to that. Uh, I'm not a serial killer, you know, but I remember when I was a little kid, man. I used to read Penthouse Letters, and that was enough to jerk off to. Okay, then that didn't do it anymore, <laughs> you know. Then I had to see videos, you know. And now, like, if a chick doesn't swallow or take it in the ass, it's like, what is this PG thirteen, you know? And I get how this song talks about being desensitized by shit, you know. And and you know, like, I'm not a serial killer or anything, but I do understand being desensitized by shit, you know. Like you see kids now whipping out, you know, guns and all the time and shooting people like it's fucking nothing because you see it on TV, you see it in video games. It's almost like it isn't real anymore. And, and to me, this is a song where it explains, like, you know, shit is fucking real, you know, but you don't... Because you're so blinded by what you see, the norm is not the norm anymore. Everything keeps getting taken to an extreme and that's what Ted Bundy said you know when he was being questioned you know he blamed it on porn oh uh, it's because of this why I did that you know and that's why I love the quote from Ted Bundy in the beginning and, and the whole way the song talks about the mix between sex and violence and you even said you know what turns you you would love to see 
you know, the chick you love being choked and gang raped by 15 black guys. No, not gang rape, gang bang. There's a big difference. Gang right. bang people. Right, but you know what I, but, but I mean, it, it's like, it's taken to a different level now, what it takes to get you off. From what it, what, from what it used to take to turn you on. You're so desensitized by everything that's happened in your life and what you've seen and what you've experienced that the norm is not the norm anymore. It has to be something, you know, something that's not even, you know, beautiful or, or, you know, or fucking, you know, loving. You have to take it to that next level to enjoy it. And and that's what I love about this song. And that's what I think is what's cool about how this really puts you in the mind of a serial killer is this how he sees it you know it has to be violent for it to get me off and i think it's a great song about ted bundy i mean if you don't get ted just admitted i mean jesus fucking christ how much more they got to spill it out but i think not only lyrically is it fucking awesome but at the same time poetic musically it's fucking amazing i mean they're you know top three Jane's Addiction songs of all time, Ted Just Admit It, is fucking amazing. Absolutely love it. My Silent Grave, That's Where You Lay. See, I identify more with that. Alright, alright, alright. Alright, alright, alright. <laughs> alright, well I'll take the next song. Stand in the shower thinking. I, I, I fucking love this fucking song. Great title. Yeah, oh, I, I fucking love it. Standing in the shower thinking. Because who, who hasn't spent time standing on the shower, standing in the shower, <laughs> contemplating shit while you're pissing in the shower? The only thing I'm thinking about is like, hey man, I better wipe this asshole clean, really clean. I got a girl coming by tonight. Let me soap, let me soap that rusty bullet hole. Oh man. Well, uh, you know, you're the guy that always like, you know, Quotes the you know these fucking horrible lyrics like they're poetry. Oh but yeah, I, like 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 your head looks like a meatball is fucking is, is genius. Well, no, your he head looks he, like a meatball. No, he didn't say your head looks. Or like you, a meatball. you look like a meatball. Same shit. All right, all right. Well, is it you a, look like a? What did he say? Here, well, hold on, I'd have to I'd have to refresh. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. Here we you go. Look like a meatball and a toothpick. <laughs> Oh, God, you're going to compare that to the shitty fucking... Bi- okay, I'm the killer of people... No, I would look- never compare it to that genius. Okay, I'm the killer of people. You look like a meatball. I'll throw away the toothpick and ask for forgiveness. I get that. <laughs> what? I- forgiveness for what? You, you just killed somebody? That makes no, no sense. No, but th- these are... These are- these are ah. Ted, Ted Bundy's confessions, Ted, though. Ted, Bu- Ted Bundy confessed because he knew that was his last option before he fried his ass. Right. He kept saying he didn't do it to the last fucking minute. Uh, it's no, true. He, well, no, he, he also blamed what happened on his porn addiction. I Nobody. know, but but remember, the whole Ted Bundy thing, he kept denying it till he saw, okay, now they're going to fry me. So, hey, look, let me live and I'll let you know where all these people are buried. And they were like, you know what? Fuck you. Right. But, dude, he was a fucking psychopath. Depending on the interview, depending on what he said. But we're talking about staying in the shower thinking. And I think these are great fucking lyrics. <laughs> staying in the shower thinking. All What's right. these lyrics about? I don't know. All, I don't right, know. all right. Stay in the shower thinking about what makes a man. 
an outlaw or a leader, I'm thinking about power. The way, a, the way a man can use it or be destroyed by it. The water hits my neck and I'm pissing on myself. Standing in the shower thinking. No wrong. Poetry. Poetry. Yeah, Lee Gertzman poetry. <laughs> Bugs on cheese. Yeah, there you go. Makes as much sense as Bugs on cheese. And your sister's got the fleas. <laughs> your mother's got the weeds. And your father rakes the leaves. Actually, that makes more sense to me. <laughs> I like that, though. That, your that, your that, brother's that. got the keys. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Lee! And look, I even Lee rhymes with that shit. <laughs> that does rhyme. I want to hear what, how fucking Thrasher and I write some music for that one. That, that's got potential. Yeah, yeah, we did. No, no, we actually ripped off his keyboard lines. His keyboard rip. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> that was all right. Well, what do you think about staying in the shower? Thinking? All right. At first, I was, uh, you know, I was like, "Oh my!" <laughs> More white boy group. Here it is. I get the vision of uh, bending in the shower. That's what I get out of this. <laughs> you know, the, the one standing in the shower and some old smelly homeless band ripping his asshole open instead of uh, standing under the water to get the stank off him. Uh, but how legit can this song be if? Uh, it didn't smell like shit, you know, seriously. I'll take Van Hagar over this crap. I seriously mean that. This, to me, is like first band on the moon, you know. Um, wow. All right, summertime rolls. <laughs> is that like a delicacy? I don't even yes. know. Is it, it really? It's, it's, like, about food? it's like a spring roll, but different. Okay. Oh, I see what they... Oh, that's a... Hey, that's kind of clever. Instead of spring roll, they got summertime roll. Really? Are you being serious? No. Oh, well, that would, see, I, I don't think that's the point, Ian, because that would actually be genius. Okay. All right, oh, man. What the fuck, man? Did a third grader with Down syndrome write this shit? And, and this guy's voice <laughs> so fucking No, 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 Sean Killian's not in this band. That's how I was saying. And, you know, this guy's voice is so fucking annoying. I'd rather hear Brett Michaels do fucking sound effects than this guy. I'd rather hear, like, with Brett, I laugh. This shit makes me want to punch a toddler. Kirk Cobain must have been listening to this shit before he sucked off on that shotgun. It's droning bullshit. This shit just drones. I've yet to hear any hooks in any of this music there's just it's just i don't know it's like a fucking any warhol painting to me it just does nothing for me it's like a soup fucking campbell soup can it's just terrible all right well well summertime rolls uh i fucking love the song i i think it's a beautiful fucking love song but this is the one that i will say um i have to hear this within the flow of the album. This is the one song I'll say like, okay, you know, if I'm picking shit out, I'm not gonna, you know, I, oh, I'm, I, I feel like I need to listen to Summertime Rules. When I hear this, it has to be within the context of an album, but that is the way I prefer to listen to music, which is an album as a whole and not singles and all this bullshit. If I had to pick a least favorite song, it would be this. But I absolutely love this fucking song. I think it's fucking beautiful. 
Uh, you know, I saw a thing where uh, Perry Farrell's happy that people were playing this at their weddings. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to play this wow. at my fucking... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to play this at my wedding. I'm going to play much worse shit than this, you know? I'm, I'm going to play I Love You by Climax Blues Band. Uh, <laughs> but, uh... uh not, not Blues Band. I love that song. That's man. like uh, Coldplay. I, I've heard that name before, but I don't remember that music. Oh, Climax Blues Band, uh, Jackie Blue? Or no, that's Ozark Mountain Daredevils. Uh, <laughs> Ozark Mountain Daredevils. <laughs> Boy, you're mentioning all these bands that, ah, I remember that name, but I don't remember those music. Ozark Mountain, <laughs> da- Ozark Mountain Daredevils. Hey, yeah. guys, I got them. I'm, I'm sure they're rednecks, right? Where are they from? Ozark? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, they're in uh, Ozark, Mississippi. <laughs> But uh, Climax uh, couldn't get it right. Uh, uh, kept on looking through the night, but I couldn't get it right. No, I couldn't get it right. I don't know. No, no, not right. I'll look it up on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, all right, yeah. I, I, I love Summertime Rolls, but uh, like I said, that that's one uh, I, I have to hear in the context of the album. Unlike the next song, which to me is a motherfucking masterpiece. One of the greatest fucking hard rock songs of all time. That is Mountain Song. Uh, Holy shit. What song is it? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look at my notes. That fucking bass. Holy fucking shit. It's a fucking masterpiece. And I love that. You know, this should be, you know, uh, the theme song to our show. Everybody has their own opinion. Holding okay. it. Hey, man, come on. I don't. I, I don't say let's make a violence. Don't. Don't be. Don't be doing that to me. No, but 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 I'm saying lyrically, like you and me are so much alike and, and so much different, and that's that is the magic. Well, then of let's the use ebony and ivory. All right. Yeah. We. Hey. We could. I'm fucking down with that, you know. <laughs> I fucking love. I love Michael Jackson and I love. But I'm, t- I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the Saturday Night Live, Saturday, Saturday Night Live version. Yeah. Yeah. You are black and I am white. You are I'm black, black is a bat, bat and I have sight. <laughs> side by so side, you are my amigo Negro. Let's, let's not, not fight. <laughs> Best version ever. Oh, I love it. But but that's what this show is all about, and that's why 99.9% of all other podcasts suck, because nobody will argue like you and me. Nobody else will call it like we see it, like us. And, uh, you know, it's why I hear from other podcasters like, I don't get why you guys, you know, are as popular as you are, or why people donate as much as they do or people travel you know across the fucking country to see you because we're fucking real you know we're fucking real and and that to me is what this song is about is about being real and everybody has their own opinion you know everybody has their own thing to say and i say what i want to say you say what you want to say and and say say what you want don't name me my friction. Uh, take, take, take. What that song sucks. 
You like that one? I love it. I love oh it. God, I hate that. Song. Oh my God, it's much. It, I love Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney, but I can't stand oh, it. Oh, it's much better than the girl is mine. I mean, no, you won't. Hey, what you gonna do? You're my lover. Wasn't he like fucking in the video, like trying to pick up his sister? Wasn't that his sister? I think it was. Not Latoya, the other one. He, he's trying to sell like the Mr. Haney's uh, magic elixir. Oh, he was pretending it was his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, remember and he, he he drinks the shit and then he, he does the Michael Jackson dance yeah. and like <laughs> he, he goes <laughs> This will make you dance and you can fuck the little kids and get away with it. <laughs> yeah, that's not true. He's innocent. Uh really? Let's do an episode on that. Really? No, there's no doubt alright, let me put it this way. Left turn on the on the podcast. Um <clears throat> If Michael Jackson ever molested a kid, it wasn't the kids that accused him, okay? I'm not saying he's not a pedo, but I'm saying for sure the ones that accused him, he did not molest. I'm sure of it. Have you seen the recent um, uh, Dave Chappelle Netflix stand-up? Oh, yeah. He said the greatest line about it. He said, uh, let me tell you something. I don't think Michael Jackson molested a kid because if I was a pedophile... First kid I'd be fucking is Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> well, I found not, it funny. Not, not, not my first choice, but you know. You know. Well, but, I mean, uh, different strokes. Huh? Yeah. Different strokes to rule the world. Yes, it is. <laughs> what you talking about, Willis? Uh, no, he I did crack. Remember when Willis did crack and Kimberly robbed a, a video store? Yeah, oh, Those yeah. kids were pimps. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is to rip off a video store? And this is a true story. She ripped off the video store. Cop showed up. Uh, can you identify her? Yeah, it was a chick from Different Strokes. <laughs> and you don't even have to sketch this one out. You know, the, the, the funniest thing is, like, you know, out of all the gas, that the, the cast of Different Strokes is, you know, the guy who played the bike store or that molested the little kid was the most innocent guy. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like, he never did nothing, but somehow he's got to play the molester. <laughs> what was he? He was in some other show. Oh, he, he was uh, the big man on, on WKRP. That's it, that's it. Yeah, that's and, he, and he was, um, what was it, uh... Uh, I think he might have been not not the don't squeeze the charm the Maytag repair man for a while. Okay. You know the, yeah, the lonely guy. Ripple. You know, but uh, yeah, no, he's the big guy from WKRP. You yeah. know, but he but he was also a, a little bike owning you know little kid fucker yeah, who's trying to fuck Dudley. I think he <laughs> did fuck Dudley, didn't? He? Yeah, oh yeah, no, he definitely <laughs> fucked Dudley. He definitely. That's a fucked up show, man. Yeah, I know, but the fucked up thing is if you go back and you watch that episode, did you see what Dudley was wearing? No, I don't remember. Oh, he was... Shorts or something? Oh, he was asking for it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He was wearing parachute pants, and they were all unzipped. Oh, You you know, it's just like, you know, it's like, hey, 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 fill every cavity I have, you know, (laughs) dentist. You know, like, oh my God! Oh, yeah, you know, like you, you, you can, uh, you know. Oh, I have a flat tire. Why don't you pump some air into it? You know, some some little kids just want to be fucked. You know, 
uh, you know, not a lot of shows want to admit that, but that's, you know, let the truth be told. Some kids want to get fucked. You know? Damn, I'm staying out of that one, man. I'm not saying all of them. (laughs) You sure you ain't drinking vodka, man? What the fuck? Kids want to be fucked. Oh, no, I'm totally drinking vodka. Especially Dudley, man. Dudley Dudley looks like a kid that does not want to be fucked. Really? Really? Because he gave me... Okay, well, maybe I'm in the wrong, because he totally gave me that vibe. And I was like... I don't know. I haven't seen that show forever. That that episode. Okay, okay. But I remember it. Yeah, I do remember it. Okay, well, I think you're looking through rose-colored glasses, because to me, he's like, yeah, fuck me, old white man. You know, that's yeah, what a, I got out of it. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of Dudley. <laughs> <laughs> I defend. I'm a Dudley tard. <laughs> Dudley right. could go wrong. Hey, if you don't like Dudley, you're not a true fan of Different Strokes. God damn it! I really wish we were still on. Uh, what was that? Alternative Nation or oh, whatever. Oh, that would have been great. That uh, would have been awesome. Talk about. Like, Talking about kitty porn and yeah. fucking molesting kids and how kids want it. That yeah. reminds me. That reminds me. I don't know yeah. if I ever told you the story. This is awesome. Can you please not talk about Dudley getting fucked by the bike owner? <laughs> I got to tell you this story, and you're going to laugh. If I didn't okay. tell you, if Kevin heard it already, you're going to love it. The uh, great Kevin Warhaft. Did I tell I, you this story? I, I love him. No, I don't think he did. When I used to do the radio show at VUM, that was during the court case of Michael Jackson. Right. And we'd have Kevin's corner. Kevin would call in and we'd talk to him about current events. And that was who was like, Kevin, what do you think of this whole Michael Jackson thing? And Kevin goes, well, what do you think if the kid didn't want it? Or maybe the kid wanted it. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. Hey, valid point, you know. And another, another Kevin corner moment, which was great. One time he was like, he started going off on some weather lady on CNN, how hot she was. And we're listening to him, and then he just stopped talking. And we're like, Kevin? And he doesn't say, he goes, Kevin? He's like, yeah. He's like, Kevin, were you playing with your no-nos? And Kevin goes, well, a man's got to do what a man's got to (laughs) do. He was actually jerking off (laughs) to the weather lady while doing his show. Kevin rules. That does rule. All right. Are you done with Mountain Song? Uh, Yeah, I I love that song. What do you think? When this song came on, it was like, ah, okay, now I'm familiar with something on here. Because I do remember this song. And this one is actually somewhat cohesive. Now, don't get me wrong. This song fucking sucks turd, but not the huge turds like the songs before it. You know, it still sucks wet turds, but the riff, I feel, is repetitive. The the lyrics are beyond mongolic. Solo sounds like some bullshit Tom Morello would come up with. Uh, This song sucks shit. With that said... Best song on the album. Awesome. Next awesome. song. Well, tied for the best song. Actually, I, there's another one. I, you know what? I, I changed my mind. I think another one's even better than that one. Oh, Coming wow. Up. Yeah, yeah. Wow. All yeah, right, well, I'll take the next song. It's not that biased. Yeah. Idiot's rule. I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you this. The ne- that, that song, I feel like how you feel about violence. You actually <laughs> like, you like the music, but you can't stand it singing. That's what I feel about a song coming up. All right, Idiot's Rule. <coughs> I did some research on this. Uh, this song is a, it's a shout-out to all the people that like this. Uh, wow, what a stupid-ass song. 
You know, the horns on this song add an extra amount of suck on this. This has to be the band with the least amount of rhythm I've ever heard. You know, Unskinny Bop has more rhythm than this song. Thank you. All right. Well, I love this fucking song. Um, you rule. Definitely <laughs> definitely has uh, an early era Chili Peppers vibe. And, and by, uh, you oh, know, by, by no coincidence, because Flea is the guy who plays trumpets on the song. Uh, but but I definitely get that. T- to me, it's just a great, uh, fun song, funky song, and, uh, and and I love what it says, you know, lyrically. You know, basically, it's a song about anarchy and like, you know, fuck it, do whatever you want. It's the idiots that rule, not worrying about shit. Uh, you know, when, when Flea plays the trumpet. Yeah. He does it extra loud because there's more wind coming out of that big ass gap between his front teeth. There's more w- wind coming out of that fucking pipe hole. Hey! Yeah, thank you. That's witty. Boy, that is a big ass gap, man. Am I right? I mean, that, uh, you could fit a tooth in there. <laughs> that's, some dis- that's a disturbing fucking teeth that guy's got. You think he's <laughs> that- from England or something? Not just a tooth, but a molar. All right. Why don't, I, I am very interested to hear about what you say about the next song, Ralph. Oh, God. Take, I, take, and when take came, Jane Says. When, I, when this came on, I was like, I forgot about this flame and vomit of a song. I, you know, I get the vision listening to this shit of a guy in, in rainbow speedos skipping around in the beach at the Bahamas. <clears throat> and how about them lyrics, huh? Jane said, have you seen my wig? <laughs> I don't care anyway. Tomorrow, tomorrow. I'm going to kick the habit tomorrow. Tomorrow. I mean, God damn. The repetitiveness. The, oh, this song is just so bad. And I remember this was, I don't think they play this shit anymore. I think Jane's Addiction is a band that like, that didn't really leave that much of a legacy because this was extremely popular. This no, kind of, they, they never play a show without playing this song. No, I'm saying radio. <clears throat> the radio. I don't hear this on the radio anymore. I used to hear this constantly. Yeah, but you listen like Cuban radio that just plays Ricky Martin and Gloria Estefan. Yeah, but back then they played this. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Right between fucking. Well, uh, I, I know why, because it has those steel drums. That yeah, exactly. Used to dance man. to on the corner. Yeah, exactly. My parents would dance to this shit. Um, but yeah, this is this is just it's it's laughably bad. It, it, it would be like the James Addiction power ballad. It's bad. It's the calypso. Uh, this I hate steel drums as much as I hate fucking. Trump. Right. You you are you are a self-hating Cuban. I mean, let's get that. Uh, that I I agree with you 100%. I can't stand Cuban music cuz Cuban music is mostly bongos and trumpets. Yeah. I, I can't stand well, either. Well, well, here, here's here's where I agree with you. I absolutely love this fucking song. You know what I hate is Irish music. Oh my god. Well, there you go. We got something it, in common there. Do I And I love Black Rose. You hate that song. I adore that song. I fucking I hate Irish music. What's that fucking band that fucking uh uh the dude from Fastways in? Flogging Molly. Oh my 
God, do I fucking hate. Yeah, I don't. I, I, oh. I, I remember because, you know, being such a Fastway fan, I looked it up and heard it and I thought, oh, this is garbage, but I don't remember what it sounded like. So it was like Irish yeah. music. I'm like, oh my god! Doesn't doesn't drunk, unlovable, and unemployed be bad enough? I gotta listen to this fucking shit, you know? Oh my god, do I hate fucking traditional Irish music? I love oh. Black Crows, and you like Jane Says, so there you go. We yeah. both hate, we both hate where we come from, but, uh, yeah, music, yeah. but we 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 like our 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 heritage's music. Yeah, yeah. I think we just love each other's mothers, you know. I I hear these drums, I think about your mothers. Yeah. You know, and you know, you hear Black Rose, and you're like, "Oh fuck, I got the clap!" Uh, oh my god, that uh, was a, that was a happy memory. Getting yeah, the clap, yeah, yeah. It's getting there is the fun. Yeah, you know? it's what made me like the song. <laughs> it gave me the happy memories of thinking of having the clap. Oh, but this song, oh my god, that to me, it, oh my this, god is right. Oh my god, oh my god. Oh my god, I, I I think it's a fucking masterpiece. What's that? What what's that? Have you seen my wig? Is it like a junkie girl that can't find her wig? Is that what she's trying to imply? Uh, it's well, about a junkie girl, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's about a girl who was uh was Perry's uh, roommate, who uh, now there's um, conflicting stories about whether or not she was a prostitute, and and, and there's ways you can take it in the song. Um. Uh, but it was a girl who he was, uh, he saw as his muse and saw somebody he could write songs about. Uh, her name was Jane Curtin. Uh, Burdick or, or some Curtin. shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jane, Jane Curtin from Saturday Night Live. Um, Jane, you ignorant slut. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, uh, but I really really love this song and I, I find it an incredibly uh, sad, sad I, I do I, I, I do it's I, sad it's happy music uh, no I, I, I do I do find it like an incredibly sad song about you know and, and a woman who's an addict did she and, die um I believe so. In real life, I, I believe so. But but something like, like on, a, on a on a serious note, though, on, on a very serious note, uh, what I what I think is like a very sad and touching lyric is uh, when he said, "Jane says I've never been in love. I don't know what it is. She only knows when someone wants her. Uh, they want. I want them if they want me. I only know they want me." Then I then I then I see you crying, crying, crying. And, and, you know, I mean, just personally, I I, I see it something is deeper than that. I just see it about like a really, really lost soul. Uh, not only like you know, you know, drug wise, but spiritually wise. I mean, I, I'm being I'm being dead honest here. I, I see it really uh, a very touching, sad. Uh, beautiful song, and I, I see it as something like uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I necessarily consider consider it like a ballad. Like you know, you know, I don't see it like a fucking home sweet home or a fucking you know heading for a heartbreak. But I definitely see it as a 
as a sad song about just like a really lost person. Uh, you know, uh, spiritually, physically, musically. Uh, me- no, uh, musically, I, I I I think it's an incredible song. I really, <laughs> I, I I love the guitar work on it. Yeah, I mean, awesome. that's one of those things, man. I I remember when uh, my my first acoustic guitar I got, man. I, you know, I, I told a friend of mine who played guitar, I was like, man, show me. Show me that that riff to uh, to Jane says because I, I, I did he punch you? No, no, he showed it to me. Well, well he liked it. Yeah, he knew it. Yeah, no, I, in my alive. now in my my circle, this album was very well respected, and it was very well respected in different circles because, like, I, I had a friend growing up uh, was my dealer. And and there was very two distinctive groups. Uh, there was like you know the metal heads and the dirt heads that I was part of, uh, you know that wanted to buy weed and get high. And then there was like uh, the private school kids, you know the doctor school kids that who were, you know they they were into alternative and you know Pearl Jam and all that bullshit. But we would all hang out at the same house because we we're all looking to get high and shit. Uh, but this was this was the one band we agreed upon, you know. Like if somebody put on Jane's Addiction, we were all happy. Where if I put on Iron Maiden, they would cry, you know. And if they, they put on Pearl Jam, I'd be like, "Fuck this shit," you know. But if you know Jane's Addiction came on, hey, everybody's high, everybody's happy. Um, but I I th- I, I think this is uh, a perfect song. Uh, like I said, a very sad song and a poignant song. Um, I think it, it has a lot to say and a lot to offer. Um, Except for a wig. Yeah. Can't no. I, 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 I know, and I, you know, I, I mean, I know I know you point that out, and that's been like a joke and all your... So it's one of my running jokes. I, I know, and I, 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 I don't know why. But, uh, I really... Well, because you get it, I don't. That's why I don't get it at all. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I, I can't identify with this. You know? Well, well, to me, to me, I see it like, like whether you see it as she was just a girl or a whore. But I, but to me, I see, you know, like, like it's a whore trying to go out on the street and sell herself, but she's trying to portray herself as something different. You know, like, like you know, it, it's a whore putting on a wig trying to glamour herself and to sell herself as something better ah, than what, 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 what she is. She's looking for a wig because she was about to go turn tricks. See, right. I didn't know that. See, I was like, what right. does that mean? I'm looking for Right, right. Wig. No, that, that's what I get. I get oh, okay, like, okay, okay. Like, a, like a, woman, right, right, right. a woman trying to put on a wig to sell herself as like some glamorous girl. I so, get it now. I get it now. So a guy will give her enough money so she can go and get high and forget the you know the fact that she's a whore you know and that's why you know to me the most poignant lyric is i've never been in love i don't know what it is you know she only knows when someone wants her you know and 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 to me i I find that very sad you know like you know somebody who who has no idea of the concept of being loved or anything they just know when somebody wants to fuck them you know and, and and they're doing whatever they can to feed their addiction, you know, whatever it may be. 
you know, and, and the, you know, the whole band was named after that. And I find that a very sad, you know, story. And we, we can all, you know, uh, you know, make jokes about what we love about porn and what we love about girls. But, you know, the, the whole fact that, you know, there's people out there that nobody gives a fuck. They just want to fuck them. But, you know, think about that person. You know, and that that's what I find that is so sad and beautiful because I think I think musically I think it's a beautiful song, but you put those lyrics to it, you know, basically about a whore hooked on heroin, it's a very sad song. And when I listen to this I can identify with that situation. Well, you are a whore too. No, nobody would pay to fuck me, but <laughs> <laughs> But other than that, I get it, <laughs> you know. So you have no uh, wig at home. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, no, that's my real hair that you see in every picture. Nobody uh, will fuck you because you put on that man bun. Stop that yeah, shit. Yeah, Trey, yeah. Think of that. Yeah. Man if I, bun, man. But, uh, fuck, where was I going with this? I got um, sight. I don't know. Let's just go. Let's leave this stupid song already. Go to Thank You Boys. Oh, man. God damn it. I had something good to say. But fuck, how could I not be happy about Thank you, boys! <laughs> oh, man, do I, lo- I love it. This is like, you know, uh, to me, this is like their happy trails. You know, and, and I love it. And uh, uh, Dave Navarro wrote that th- this was something they used to play just like joking around in rehearsal. You know, just like doing like a jazzy thing. And they said it... Yeah, they had a very sarcastic, joking side to the band that a lot of people didn't get that didn't come across in the other songs. And it's just basically like a band, you know, in their minds, you know, you know, minus Perry, you know, the actual musicians in the band. This is like them joking around, thinking about like playing to an empty hall where nobody gives a shit, like you're a backing band and, you know, like, thank you, boys. And now, you know, we have a ventriloquist coming out, you know, kind of thing. And just joking around doing a jazzy thing. But I think it fits perfectly. Uh, you know, especially coming after Jane Says, which to me is a very emotional, uh, very poignant song. You come out with something like this, kind of lighthearted and joking around. To me, it's the same as Bombadida, Bombadida. You know, it has that same fun feel to it. And uh, I think it's great. And something I was very surprised to learn about is on the vinyl edition of this, this ended the album. Which I, I thought was very weird when I saw the, you know, how long this album is. Was Pigs and Zen still on the album? Was not on the vinyl edition. Wow. And I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? You know, because, you know, I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe because of time restraints. But then I'm looking at the time, I'm like, man, that could have, you know, you could have split this up on vinyl. Uh, because, you know, when, when we were reviewing this, I was like, you know what? I need fucking this on 180 gram. So I go on fucking, uh, Discogs and I'm looking and then I look at reviews cause I'm always looking to see like, you know, is, is the 180 gram worth it or does it sound like shit? Is it compressed sounding? You know, stuff like that. You know, I see what the nerds say about the shit. You know, and everybody's bitching about No Pigs and Zen. I'm like, what the fuck? How could you buy this album with No Pigs and Zen? And then I, I look back. I'm like, well, maybe I need to buy the original pressing. 
The original pressing didn't have it. I have no fucking idea. Can't explain it. Don't know. Nothing makes sense. But to me, like, how do you not end the album with fucking Pigs and Zen? And and I, I'm of the mind, like, hey, as much as I want this, this is a Desert Island disc for me. I mean, fuck it. If you got to put it on two fucking albums, which makes no fucking sense, but I will wait till I have an edition that has Pigs and Zen. But we're kind of skipping ahead there. I love Thank You Boys. What do you think? Ugh. Just when I thought this shit couldn't get worse. Here are these nut huggers as a lounge act with a pointless short song. But, you know, since it is short, uh, you know, that's the one good thing about it. All right, I'll go into Pigs and Sin. Best song on the album. I gotta say, musically, this one is actually good. Add someone who can actually sing with lyrics not written by Corky from Life Goes On, this actually could be a good song. You know, Dave Navarro does show he has chops, but... I don't feel this guy can write a solo worth of shit. It's disjointed with no thoughts. And, and, you know, what is this idiot screaming about after the solo, too? Is he bitching about daddy again? Fuck if I know. All I know, he sucks. This album sucks. Would rather listen to Poison do a cover of Brandon on constant loop to ever sit through this fucking shit again. But I did like Pigeon's End like you like violence. You like the music, you didn't like the singing. That's how I felt about this song. They and and this is the song they leave off the vinyl. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I'm sure, I'm sure some of you James Addiction fans would point to this song as the best song on the album. You know, that's like fucking you know Oh oh yeah. I mean I already saw people on on, on the page point to this one. That's like so. that's like going to buy Zeppelin 4 and there's no when the levy breaks, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, no, it, it, it's it's fucking awesome, dude. I, I love this song. And bas- what the song is about... Uh, oh, this is the one with that line. Can you recite that line again, please? Which one? The bottom, uh, the, you know, spread it wide or something. The wider you spread? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta depend on me now. Your vision is dead. I no, think I, that, like the bigger the R, the bigger it is, the wider you spread. You know what that means. Uh, Big baby cock. Yeah. No, I, I, I used to have this. Uh, it used to be my answer machine for years until I needed a, an employer to call me back. Uh, you know, the part where like, I'm in the midst of a trauma. Leave a message. I'll call you back. Leave it by the bed. Some Ugh. people should die. That's just unconscious knowledge. Oh, I fucking love that shit. You take that shit out, it'd be a good song. Yeah, uh, all the all the lyrics, I mean, the vocals ruin it for me. It's a good song. There you go. I like a song on here, musically. Basically, uh, what this song is about is uh, about a guy, uh, you know, modern life in the late 80s doesn't give a fuck about politics, doesn't give about shit. All he wants to do is fuck. And pigs and zen is basically, he's calling, like, humans, like, like, pigs. Like, fuck everything else that's going on. All I want to do is fuck. Uh, I don't give a shit about anything else that's going on in the world. And that's that what... a good attitude to have. Yeah, yeah, and, and that that's what pigs and zen is about. I don't care about anything else. 
I just want to fuck. I just want to have a good time. Okay. You guys can, you guys can all fight amongst yourselves. Yeah, I just, that's I, cool. And uh, you know, and what's funny is uh, I, I'm reading about uh, you know their legacy and you know people who love them, people who cite them as uh, you know inspiration and shit like that. Uh, a big fan of this band was Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper loves Jane's Addiction. He loves Black Veil Brides, I just found out today. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. All right, well, nix that off the the, the poignant list. Uh, <laughs> but what's funny is there were some people in the alternative community who didn't like Jane's Addiction. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, That's uh, shocking. That's ver- shocking to me. A very vocal appointment. Uh, uh, oh, I'm a fan. Who is this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the bass player from Sugar. I never heard of that band. Uh, it was a band started by uh, Bob Mold. Uh, I never heard of him either. Uh, the lead dude from Husker Du. Have you ever heard of Husker I've du? heard the name. Okay, okay. Oh, wait, well, yeah. Anthrax covered one of their songs. Yeah. Celebration Summer. Summer, yeah. 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 But anyway. Uh, that song uh, sucked. After after they broke up, he formed a band called Sugar, and uh, their bass player said he hated Jane's Addiction. He he said he said they're just corporate fucking dick rock. He said they're Van Halen with a different uh, makeup artist. Yeah, that guy is one hundred percent wrong. Nothing corporate about this bullshit. I'll give him that. This is this is out of the box music. That is to me non commercials you can get. Um, See, I said something another thing positive about it. One thing yeah. about Jane's addiction, listening to this shit, they didn't do this shit for money. That's for sure. Especially uh, in '88. See, if they did this shit in the '90s, I'd be yeah, being alternative for alternative sake. But no, this is before all that bullshit. Yeah, uh, I, I think I think it's absolutely brilliant, and they were. Uh, huge on the LA scene which was weird for a time when the LA scene was ruled by bands like Poison and and fucking you know all the hair farmers shit like that they had a huge following one of their biggest fans you know was Axl Rose Uh, Axl Rose wanted James to open up for Guns N' Roses they turned it down he wanted Dave Navarro to join uh, Guns N' Roses when uh, Izzy Stratton left uh, Dave turned it down, but he did play on that horrible song they did for uh, uh, Spaghetti Incident. No, uh, for Chinese uh, Democracy. No, the one for uh, End of Days. Oh my God. Oh yeah, I remember that shit sucked. Oh yeah, it was like some some industrial tune, right? Yeah, horrible. Yeah, but uh, but Axel was a huge James Addiction fan. Uh, yeah, I kind of remember him wearing the shirt of that that album with the painting, right? Wasn't it on the Don't Cry video? He's wearing that shirt. Uh, I don't remember, but but God, while we're talking about that, what a fucking iconic, incredible album cover! I I mean that that alone. I mean, forget how amazing the music is. In my opinion, uh, the album cover is so iconic. Uh, you know, there's a million t-shirts to this day with that album cover on there. I uh, had a hard time selling it in, you know, Mon Pa record stores. It was issued in a brown paper bag. 
Uh, to me, it, it, it's just fucking legendary. And uh, some people argue, like on, like on our Facebook page, Billy Joe Jim Bob, who, God damn it, you owe me money for that name. And I think that's that, that's Dirtman's, right? That's yeah. Ron, that's Ron Dirtman's? Uh, Dirtman's. I call him Dirtman's, God damn it. Oh, okay. I love Dirtman's, though. Uh, I call Justin uh, Childers Childers. I don't, I don't pronounce it how it's spelled. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what I call Justin Childers the defendant. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, man, no, I mean a lot of people love this fucking band. Uh, but like Dirtmitz, you know, he's like, nah, I'm more about Ritual Dale Habitual. This, you know, this second album, which I, I think. There are better songs on the second album, but I, I think this album overall is is a better album, in, in my opinion. Vince Stealing, I remember that one. Yeah, I, I, I love that song. It's overplayed. Here we go, go. That was I love one, that song. Right? But what like was the name of that one. Uh, Here we go, go. I think I think you're talking about stop. I guess. Uh, uh but to me. There's a song on that album, Three Days. To me, that that is a masterpiece. That that's on Ritual Day Habitual. Like yeah, that, check it out. That that I'll take over Stargazer any day of the fucking week. I'm gonna check out that song after I check out Ozark Mountain Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, oh Ozark Mountain Daredevils. That's Jackie Blue. I love that song. Ooh, Jackie Blue. That's Ozark Mountain Daredevils. I, I was thinking of the. Witchy Woman by the Eagles when you said Jackie yeah. Blue. Yeah, no, check out Jackie Blue by Ozark Mountain Daredevils. But uh, no, Three Days. That was their, uh, were they a one hit wonder? Ozark Mountain Daredevils? Yeah. Yeah, Jackie Blue was like their biggest. I think they had one other hit, but Jackie Blue was their. I'll check it out. Was their big hit. Uh, but no, Three Days, that is, to me, that that is fucking like epic beyond epic beyond epic i mean just like that is a masterpiece of a song it's a it's an epic of an epic of an epic <laughs> oh yeah exactly no but but seriously like, like how you how you see stargazer right. is, is is how i see three days right Ser- seriously i mean i mean i really like i i know i you know i'm, I'm not trying to be a dick or joke around but i know how much Stargazer means yeah, to it's you. the best song ever written. I thought. Right, I right. And, that's and, how you feel about Three Days, I guess. Well, I, I wouldn't say Stargazer. I wouldn't say it's the greatest song ever, but I would hold it in that esteem. Right. I mean, I, I really do. I, I think it just, like, musically, it's one of those songs. I mean, it, it's an epic. It's like nine minutes long, and it, it's a journey, and there's peaks and valleys and all this shit. And, I mean, I just see it as one of those, and... Uh, like I saw Dirtmits, you know, a lot of people were commenting, you know, when you were it's bitching It's Yeah. When you, when you were bitching about James, you know, people were bringing up three days. And Dirtmits like, well, I don't think that's, like, a great example overall of their sound. And while I kind of see that, I kind of think, well, it is, you know, because it kind of mixes everything. I don't know. You might hate it. You might love it. I don't, I don't know, because... You you are impossible to pigeonhole. You know, 
there, there's shit that I think you're absolutely gonna love that you hate, and vice versa. And and I I know I'm the, I'm the same way as you. We have such eclectic taste, and you know, and and even our our biggest fans. I mean, you have people that swear up and down by you, but like when you talk about Oasis, they're like fuck Oasis. Yeah. You know, and 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 you love them, and and the same this the same with me. But the great thing about you and me is we stand by what we love. And I love and, those motherfuckers that hate Oasis. I have no problem with them. Yeah, you know. And, and, it's cool and, with and, me, man. I'm all right with that, bro. And that's, it's like, you know what? It's like, hey, I, I wish when you listen to this, you got the same feeling I did. And the same way you wish, you know, when I listened to fucking violence that I got the same well, feeling you did. Uh, the oh. only one, the, I'll tell you one album I thought you were going to get and you didn't was the Trouble album. I thought that one, if any, if anyone surprised me was you didn't like the Trouble album, I thought that was what you were going to like. Oh, Violence, God. I already knew you weren't going to like that. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think I like the Violence album better than the Trouble album. Yeah, I, I was surprised. Yeah, you didn't like the Trouble album. Oh, man. Trump. I knew I knew you weren't going to like a Candle Mass or... Molly Hatchet or, or REO Speed. Well, REO, I thought you were going to get yeah. some of that album. You did like a song, but I thought you were going to get more of it because I thought, well, well, let Ian hear some 70s REO, which is, I don't care how much you hate Nine Lives, dude. You cannot tell me that shit sounds like that later fucking garbage they did in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Well, dude, I, I still love Riding the Storm out, dude. That shit's... Yeah, well, that album has a lot of Riding the Storm out vibe to... Like... Uh, not to me, but but the weird thing is, well, like... Maybe uh, you didn't get the songs, but you cannot deny it, it was a hard rocking song like that song. But, but you know, he, he, here's different... Like, like with Violence, uh, with Candlemas, I listened to other albums from other lineups, and I enjoyed it a lot more. It was just a particular album that you picked... Uh, I didn't get like, dude, all the other violence albums that I listened to. I mean, I, all there's only a couple others, but I liked all of them more. Uh, Internal Nightmare, and it was just basically because of how he sang, which I think his vocals sound different on all the other. I mean, wouldn't you agree that his vocals sound different on the other albums? Not so much on Oppressing the Masses. He does tone it down on a couple tracks, but he still has that uh, Eternal Nightmare uh, vibe on many of the songs. Yeah, yeah, but the production was a lot better. But, you know... I don't know none about production, though. But, like, Candlemas. Candlemas has had, like, fucking, what, four different singers, and I've heard, you know, different stuff. I thought sounded better than the other shit. Uh, well, my favorite you know, Candlemas is the first one, but I still love Night. Oh, oh, I, I like that. That's the one that's got the skull with the fucking. Yeah, that that right that's now. a different. Yeah. that's yeah. my favorite one. Yeah, I I like that better than the one we reviewed. Well, know? I didn't pick Nightfall. If I would have picked any, it would have been Epicus. Yeah, no, Epicus. That, uh, yeah, I I mean I know we reviewed the other one, but Epicus, I like that one better than than the one we talked about. So. You know, it's not like I hate everything about the band. I mean, I, 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 I didn't think you were going to get, but I, 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 I thought you were going to get trouble. 
that was the band that that's the only one I thought really you don't like trouble yeah and, it's and, Doobie and, and you like shit like that I don't know oh and I, I love Stony Doom and, and the funny thing is that's an that's an episode we gotta redo what uh, we didn't uh, release that well, no, we did Psalm 9, but remember, uh, the self-titled one that everybody thinks is, like, one of the greatest albums ever, that's one of the ones we recorded and lost. Oh, man. On oh, the computer yeah. crash? Yeah, we got to oh. redo Yeah, we got to redo that one. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. You, fuck you. What are you bitching about? I'm the one that's got to listen to it again, you know? Yeah, but I don't like repeating shit. Yeah, but goddamn, when did we do that? That was, like... A year and a half ago, almost two years, we probably record that episode. Yeah, but still, whatever. But uh, well, at least it ain't James Addiction we gotta do it then. Because I'm uh, gonna forget this shit in a week. Yeah, yeah, but you never know though. People are gonna enjoy this episode so much they're gonna request like, uh, you know, us do a, a weird, you know, live album. You know, yeah, I know like, there's shit coming. I, I I know I know shit's coming. Hey, we got. I haven't heard the Tool album yet. Hopefully, I'll like it. You know, I haven't heard it. yet. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm scared about the tour review. I don't know. I think you might hate it more than this. And uh, <laughs> I don't think so. I, I like that EP. And I, at least at least you know what I've heard from Tool that I didn't like. At least it sounded cohesive in some way. Yeah. I I don't know, but I, I'll never forget. You know, last year at Rock and Pod, uh, I go to get in the shower, and. Uh, if you remember, I had my laptop hooked up to the TV in the in the hotel room, and this when they just released like the new song off the Tool album, <laughs> and it starts as soon as I get in the shower, and I'm listening to it, and I was like, "Ugh, this ain't good. This ain't good." And I'm like, I don't want to get out of the shower because I'm so, you know, like, oh, Ralph is gonna so shit on this, and I didn't want to get out of the shower, but the song was so long. I had to get out because you know, <laughs> ran out ran out of fucking hot water. <laughs> you know, like oh fuck, I gotta get out. And I remember getting out of the shower, and you just looked at me like, that shit's fucking horrible. <laughs> and, and I had to agree with you. And I'm a Tool fan, and I forget what song you like the band with. too. I heard. Yeah, <laughs> but I got out of the shower, and I was like. Man, I like Tool, and that shit was monotonous, had no fucking flow, no fucking rhythm. I know a lot of people were are sucking the dick out of the, that new Tool album. Did you hear it all, though? Maybe the rest was good for you. Dude, I... I and I'm a Tool fan. I tried getting through it, and I don't think I made it through the whole album. I was just like, I'm not feeling it. I, I wasn't feeling it. I know, you know, there, there's a lot of people like Tool can do no wrong, and I love Tool, don't get me wrong, but man, when I heard of the new album, I was like, where's the fucking song? It just sounded like math metal to me, like, what is this, Meshuggah? You know, it's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll go back and give it another listen, but on first listen, the new Tool album did nothing for me. But I think Dirt, Dirt Mitts said it was the best thing since the Third Reich, you know? <laughs> but, but but you know that's dirt. Did he say that? God damn! I didn't know you was anti-Semitic. Yeah, yeah. He's he's so anti-Semitic. He doesn't even like fucking Germans. I mean, he hates everybody. Wow. Yeah, he hates everybody. Um. But yeah, I the new Tool album, from what I heard, it 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 didn't grab me, man. I 
And I keep wanting Tool to go back to the album that we have to review that uh, you're probably going to hate, which is uh, uh, Anemia. I think that's the one, that's the one we're going to review is Anemia, their second album, which I love. I'm ready to do that one next. Well, after the King Diamond. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna record King Diamond. Uh, and what what I didn't know, do you consider uh, the new King Diamond album we're doing controversial? Uh, well, it didn't get no controversial thing, but yes, as far, as far as his music goes, it's the most controversial story. Yes. Uh, uh, you mean story wise or musical wise? Story wise. Okay, okay. Uh, no, because I, I was I actually watched uh, Razor Fist. Uh, I was kind of rewatching, uh, you know, like skipping through his, you know, Metal Mythos that he did on King Diamond, and he called it their Metallica record, uh, saying that it was the he, he considered it one of King Diamond's worst albums. Wow! And, and saying that it's like King Diamond trying to be Metallica. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll get into that when we review the album because I, I have an opinion on it, but uh, but I still want to give it a couple more listens. But uh, goddamn, we got to go into pick of the week. Ralph, do you have a pick of the Ooh, week? No, I don't. Go ahead. All right. Well, my pick of the week, surprise, surprise, is a Jane's Addiction album, and this one is Kettle Whistle. Uh, it's a <laughs> it is a uh, Oscar- genius, genius, genius. Yes. Work. Yes, it's an odd, title. It's an odds and sods record, uh, live, rare, a uh, couple of new songs. This is when they got back together in '97. Uh, Eric A refused to be part of the reunion, so they got Flea to play bass. So he played bass on the two new tracks. Uh, the rest are all live uh, tracks and demo tracks. But it's a really, in my opinion, uh, a very good collection some really cool songs uh to me it's not a throwaway album i think it's something really uh essential because you know uh the the live tracks are amazing the demos are different from the originals so it's one of those where it really brings something different uh to the table if you love jane's addiction uh you probably have it you know if through this review you found out you like jane's uh i think it's definitely worth checking out uh, I really dig it. Jane's Addiction Kettle Whistle is my pick of the week. Ralph? Uh, my, my pick of the week is Pantera Far Beyond Driven. Yeah! That album rules! Starting off with my favorite Pantera song, Strength Beyond Strength. And then you have stuff like, you know, I'm Born Again with Snake Eyes. Think of that one. Some rules. What's uh, that? Becoming. I'm born again. Yeah, becoming. Five minutes alone. Uh, shedding skin. Fucking use my third arm. Use my third arm. Twenty-five years. Killer slaughter. cover. Of, slaughter. Killer cover of uh, Planet Caravan. Fuck yeah, Pantera, maybe. Far beyond driven is my pick of the week. What? what what's your favorite Pantera album? That one. You know, for you know, believe it or not, for a while it was the last one. I like, I like, yeah, I like. Um, what's it called again? Revolution is my name. Re- Revolution, yeah, Revolution is my name. That album. Really? Wow. It, that, but that, but that, now it's 
now it's uh, that one. That that that's my least favorite. My favorite. Yeah, is, yeah. My my favorite is Great Southern Tranquil. Awesome that's album. Best the best guitar work ever by Dime is on Floods. Oh my God. Oh. I think it's a genius album. I I, I, I love Pantera from Metal Magic to Reinventing the Steel. I love them all. I don't think they ever released a bad album. I love Glam Terra. Oh, I, I, I do too. I, I do too, man. I, I love it for what it is. It's a different beast, but I dig it, man. You know? Uh, fucking Glam Terror is a lot better than a lot of the other hair bands that were out there at the time. Well, they were very... You know, Glam Terror was a very heavy metal band. Oh, with yeah. the occasional shit song, like, you know, she's got nothing on but a radio and stuff like that. But, you know, if you dig deeper in the album, you find... <laughs> Like Pussy Tight. <laughs> Pussy Tight's awesome. I covered that song, you know that? No, I haven't yeah. heard that yet. Oh, I gotta, I gotta turn you on. Combat did it, my other band. Oh, nice. We did it for that Pantera tribute album that never happened. Remember the guy we had on our show? Right, yeah, Kirsten. Kirsten we Tom. did that, and we did Primal Concrete Sledge. Thrasher Die did that. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it was never, ever released. Yeah, you know the story behind Primal Concrete Sledge. Uh, I went in, I was having the worst time singing those lyrics because it's so fast. But, I, you know, I finally nailed it. I'm done, right? And then, you know, I got it mixed, mastered, sent to me. And I listened to it. I was like, that's fucking Alex Marquez pretending to be me. He And he's like, no, bro, that's not me, bro. And then later Ryan told me, that is, you, that is him. I was like, of course it's him. I know that ain't me. I was like pissed, dude. So nobody's ever gonna hear Primal. What the fuck, Thrash or Die without without Doctor Fuck on vocals? What is that? Yeah. This ain't Kiss, man. This ain't Beth, motherfucker. Yeah. Don't, don't don't get me started on that Pantera tribute because. Uh, oh yeah, know, Eddie and the Boozers. That's right. Eddie and the Boozers. I forgot you guys did. Uh, she got nothing on but the radio. No, no, we did. Happy to be stuck with you by Huey Lewis and the yeah. News. Yeah, that's right. They got pissed though. Like, it, 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 he's like, it's a Pantera tribute album. I'm like, now you tell me. <laughs> God damn it. All right, well that's a great pick of the week. That's an amazing album. Well, now it's time to talk about fan of the week and what a fan of the week it I love is. him. This uh, one of my favorite dicks in the world, Matt Weller's dick. Holy shit, is is this a unique and fun guy? When this guy showed up, this guy showed up, had no idea he was coming to Rock and Pod Dokes. Uh, you know, that's for my Latino friends. That means two. Uh, Holy shit, remember we're, we're sitting there and we're waiting to see Angel come on and this motherfucker shows up with his fucking hipster beard? Oh my god. What a fucking cool guy with, a, with his fucking hipster beard. That, that, that shit was bigger than Peter Norris' fucking load. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. What, what, a, what a cool dude though, man. Great and, uh, and, and, a, and a great a great fan of the show uh contributes on the page like crazy uh just man he's one of a kind and uh we have the best fucking listeners man we have the best fucking listeners the coolest fucking man we, we are so fucking lucky 
to be the, you know, I, I, I mean, yeah, we're the greatest podcast in the world because Ralph and I are the greatest podcasters in the world, but not only, we have the greatest listeners to go along with it. And, and, and that's what's cool, you know. We're not like, we're not, we're not like a, a band that's popular because we have stupid fucking fans. We have great fucking fans. Oh, yeah. Great, great fucking listeners. And Weller's Dick, I hope you enjoyed this and your ass better be there this year. Because, seriously, uh, you know, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, there's a lot of stuff I can't tell, but Ralph, you know from what I told you, there is a reason for everybody to show up this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh it's, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be an all-weekend deal. Man, everybody, seriously, save up your vacation time. Uh, dates coming soon. I, I think it's the first or second week in August. Get your ass to Nashville and hang out with us. And again, ask anybody who's ever been to any rocker pod, dude. We spend our time with you. Uh, we give a fuck. You know, we make you guys part of the, the interviews. And we're going to do that again this year because I thought that was so great last year. You know, we'll make listeners part of interviewing the rock stars and doing everything. We'll hang out with you. We're going to... We're going to drink your beer. We're going to do your drugs with you. <laughs> you know, show up, man. It's, it's going to be a great time. But uh, but thank you, Matt, for your for your contribution. Thank and, you, Matt. Uh, and, I, and it did not upset me to do this. Yeah, yeah. He's being very kind right now. <laughs> no, believe me. I didn't know Matt asked for this till you, till you said it during the show. But you heard, even be, before we started the show, I told you. Dude, I'm not gonna be like the cure. I'm not gonna be bitching because I'm in a good mood and, and you know, I'll, I'm just gonna be honest of my opinion on the music. But I'm not gonna sit here and be like I was on the cure. The cure was very upsetting. But but I I, I will say this. I mean, okay, if you pay for it, you have every right to pick. You know, whatever you want. Yeah. I get. You're you're paying for it. You can pick whatever you want. But you know, don't go out of your way to to be a dick. I mean, I mean, if you want to, if it's something you feel that strong about, you know, okay, I get it. But just to be like, oh, I'm gonna do this. Just pick something you really love. That, that, well, that's, after they hear this episode, they'll be like, well, I can't piss Ralph off. Right, right. But that's all I'm saying. But I, you know, unless you're bushy. <laughs> yeah. Don't and, do it for anything. Yeah. And, and, I know why you do it. See, Matt, what, didn't, Matt didn't do this as a vindictive thing. Oh, no, they're, they're one of his favorite bands of all time. I mean, he yeah. posted on the page, I mean, the collection of James Addiction discs he has and bootlegs and all this stuff is amazing. This is a band he really loves. And I, right. I, I, I'm just saying, you know, if it's something you really love and you really want to hear, great. You know, if you just want to, like, oh, I want to piss you off, I mean, you can do it. I'm not going to say you can't, because if you pay for it, you pay for it. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. But we always keep it real. And I, I got to say, I, I think Ralph was a really good sport on this well, episode. Well, Ian, also think about hysteria. I didn't go too crazy on that one either. Yeah, well, fuck. I didn't want to do that shit either. But God Yeah, but I, I wasn't, like, you know, bitching. I only bitched on the Cure episode, but it's such a legendary episode that, you know... I'm kind of like, you know, the boys are back in time with Thin Lizzy. Everybody just knows Thin Lizzy from Boys Are Back in Town. Everybody right. knows me as the guy bitching on the Cure episode. 
Right. And the great, the great Charlie Hill loves Jane's Addiction. So there you go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody, I'm raising my vodka right now. Charlie Hill and Daniela are the most awesome couple in the fucking world. And, oh, my God, I love those two. And to get to meet them at Rockin' Pod, and that's the same way I want to meet all of you motherfuckers and meet your yeah, Polak wives. Went. Meet they your went. Polak wives like Richard Cannamore and his wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, we would love to meet all of you and hang out with you, man. We appreciate you well, guys. Except for two people that I told you before we started the show. I Fuck know, that. I know, but I still like Tim Breen. No, not Tim Breen. Come on. <laughs> You're, you're, you're imitating me a couple years ago. But seriously, to all you guys, man, we want to hang out with you guys. We want to part. We want to thank you for all your support and everything you do. Because we we have the best fucking audience, bar none, bar none. I mean, we have the most rabid fucking fan base, the coolest fucking people, the most diverse audience. I, I believe out of any podcast. But that's because our podcast is the most diverse. You know, this isn't just fucking, oh my God, kiss, you know, it isn't just this. It isn't just that we do fucking everything and we are the people's podcast, man. Yeah. Up the so, iron. So come back. Oh, fuck Iron Maiden. Hey, I'm talking about Diano, dude. Shut up. Oh, I love that. Particle Sun, man. Bam. That's my shit, yo. Right there, man, in fucking purgatory. Remember tomorrow. Charlotte the Harlot, bro. Twilight Zone. Iron. Twilight Zone. Murders in the Rue Morgue. Enos Khan. Innocent Exile. Up yeah. the Iron. Angel and the Gambler. Hey, what? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Too much for you. It's bedtime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Michael Glammire was like... Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. They're making fun of me. <laughs> oh, Nitro loves them. Oh, boy. Nitro, Nitro is a, is a big-ass defender. I, I love how Nitro slams Kiss, uh, never acknowledging that Iron Maiden is just as much as whores, yeah. merchandise whores as Kiss. Think of that. Let me ask you a question, Ian. Yes, what sir. other band, other than, uh, what other band comes close to just putting out anything? More uh, as, as much as uh, Iron Maiden and Kiss, I can't think of any. Oh, shit! The even, Iron... even Iron Maiden has more remasters and reboots of of past albums than Kiss. Kiss only did it once. Yeah. E- e- even fucking Poison had enough respect to stop putting out albums. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're like, they're like, you know what? We give up. You know, yeah, we're, they... we're, 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 we're done. Actually, the insurance ran out, and CC couldn't afford those hospital bills for those guitar solos going down the street. Where, where Iron Maiden is like, hey, check out Dances of Death. You know, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, right? Oh, uh, the journeyman. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, Empire uh, of the Clouds. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> torturous, dude. It's oh torturous. Oh, my God. God. I saw more smiles in Auschwitz. That I saw like during Iron Maiden playing Empire of the Clouds. Seriously, oh, man, that's fucked up. I know, right? I know, right? Oof. Oh man. No, actually, you know, I, I went to an Iron Maiden concert in Auschwitz, and they played Empire of the Clouds, 
and uh, and have the audience said, oh, "I'm gonna take a shower. I'll be right back." Oh, 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 my God, Ian! Comedy really isn't pretty, is it? No, it's not. It's not. Uh, Can't wait to no, 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 it's not. No, it's not. I I love Jews more than Iron Maiden. I oh, love yeah. your granddaughter in 18 years. Oh, ow, ow. I love her a long time. God damn it. I, I hope the next one's a grandson. Dude, trust me, and I'm going to wash my ass extra clean for your granddaughter out of respect to you so she doesn't taste none of my doo-doo. Oh, God. I'm so glad you're going to be dead by then. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, like, like on one hand, I'm glad you're going to be dead, and on the other hand, it's like, Fuck! The only person to do a show with me is Mark Elton Taylor. Oh, now, now that that's hilarious. Thinking that you're gonna outlive me. That's <laughs> now that's comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Out of everyone on the planet, you're gonna get freaking to do the show with you. It, it, either way, I think I think it's time to bring back Mark Elton Taylor. Oh, for sure. Actually, I dude, I love Mark Alden Taylor in that episode. You, you Remember know, when we brought up uh, Bad English and he was like, I love them. <laughs> you got to love that guy. It, you know what? I, I, I think we, we should do something on, on, on the, the Facebook page where we have a poll. Where where we add up like the worst guest ever. Like who comes back, you know. Mark who, was good though. Mark was actually good on our show. Yeah, I thought he was. Yeah, you're being kind. No, uh, I do. You know, I'm not. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm kidding. You. I'm kidding. I love Mark, but I, I think we should put up a poll. Like, who do we bring back? Mark, uh, uh, Terrence, uh, uh, Lee Gertzman. Uh, you, you know, who? Well, Lee, we we got to bring Lee back. I I think we should bring back. Uh, we should as, have Lee and Mark we, like as a preform. You know, we, what do we they should, call that crossover? We should bring back Assassin. It had ass in it. <laughs> oh my god, what was that guy's name? He's British, right? Yeah. What happened to him? I don't know, man. He, he used to be on the page and then he left. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. We, we should bring them all back and then all we do is make fun of uh, Andrew Jacobs. Dude, I think... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think we should bring Lee... And Mark on a show, we have a crossover show and just goof on Freeform for two hours. I, I think we should we, we should bring Lee and 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 fucking uh, Lee and Mark, but we make them do acid, and we stay straight. <laughs> now that oh, boy, freaking 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 freaking, <laughs> and, and we review Night Ranger Seven Wishes. Oh God, that was <laughs> awesome. oh. I just, I, Oh, you it's like got, that shit? It's got Sentimental Street on it. Ugh, I just saw them. You know that? Yeah, I love Night Ranger. I got, I got a, I got a Brad Gillis pick. Nice. And uh, they were great. They were awesome. I love the first two Night Ranger albums. They're fucking awesome. Great albums, man. Don't I, I tell saw, me you love me. I, I, I saw Night Ranger and Brad Gillis threw me a pick. I threw it back at him and I said I picked Jakey Lee. Oh. Story. Hey, Brett, no, no, you gotta give fucking, fucking him the, the, the horns, man, for speaking the devil. Oh, dude, I he love... He came Sp through. He came I, through. I, I love speaking the devil. I um, love Brad Gillis, dude. He's, he's, now, there's a guitar player when you hear him, you know it's him. He's, he's a little whammy bar happy, but still, you know it's him. 
I always know it's Brad Gillis because they play Sister Christian. Um, That's wrong. But, uh, no, dude, you know, uh, the Sabbath songs on Speak of the Devil, that was my introduction to most of those songs. A lot of people say that to me. Yeah, I mean, mean, true. Like, like, okay, now I know, you know, the originals and I love them more, but that was my introduction and I loved them at the time. I love those interpretations. I do. I love that album. I'd tell you, and and here's a controversial answer. Uh, I love his interpretation of the Black Sabbath songs more than I love Randy's. Well, I agree with you. Randy didn't really... Well, Randy only did two and a half songs, technically. Right, but he he didn't like them. I didn't like it either, dude, to tell you the truth. And you know how I am with Randy Rhodes. I I didn't really dig... You know, well, Iron Man, he didn't do shit. He just kept it basic because there was no solo on it. But but, uh, Paranoid and Children of the Grave. Well, Children of the Grave isn't that bad. But, yeah, I got to agree with you. But Randy's heart wasn't into Sabbath. He didn't like the band. I got to say, we have a special guest right now uh, on the show. I'm trying to get him to talk. Hey. Tommy, you know who I have back now? I have Tommy, the talking cat. Yes, we, we, we you were drunk last weekend. He was okay. talking during the violence. Oh, was it? Yeah, well, he, was he, saying, he was saying how much it was rolled and how dumb you were. Is that what he said? Yeah, That's yeah. No, come on, leave him alone. He's just being right. <laughs> he, he jumped up right now and he's, he's giving me a look like, are you still talking about Jane's addiction? Yeah, enough of that shit already. <laughs> he's, he's like, I thought we were talking about forbidden. God damn it. <laughs> what a cat. What I a... love Tommy the cat. I met Tommy the cat. I I know. I know. He, didn't, he... he didn't creep me out like your other cat. Yeah. I fucking, I'm sleeping, and, <laughs> and I open my eyes, and there's that fucking other cat just staring at me. <laughs> that was Princess. Oh She's my like, God, Princess freaked me out. Yeah. And, and Tommy, right, right now, he's sniffing the mic. He's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, well, Princess wanted to go for my jugular. <laughs> yeah, she did. She did. Tommy's just chilling here now. He's, he's like, he's like, is it time? Are we going to do uh, King Diamond yet? I'm going to let you know for sure tomorrow. No, no, I'm saying that's what Tommy said. Oh, he, oh, he doesn't okay. give a fuck about you. Tommy wants to talk about King Diamond. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's what's coming next week. Spoiler alert. We're going to talk about King Diamond. Not the album. Not the album. Don't say the album title. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I won't spoil shit like you do on the fa- on the Facebook page. I couldn't. But, but it will be a 90s album. Yeah, it's not actually a... Uh, you know, a well-known, unless you know your King Diamond. Yeah, and, and it was an album, I will say, I did not know this one. I mean, I knew of it, of course, but one I never listened to until uh, it was requested. Oh, so. so you did listen to it? Oh, yeah. And you yeah. heard how warped that story was, did you? We'll get into that next week. All right. That's King Diamond next week on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Where's my wig? Where's my wig?